Alright guys, we've been uh, talking about it for a while on our other podcast, but this is it. Best in the business. We're going to be going over to WCW yet again, and now we're going to be talking about Halloween Havoc. This is being released on Halloween Day, whether or not you're seeing it then or not. Guys, it is time to get in the spirit, and what better way than watch Halloween Havoc main events all the way from 1989 with the very first Halloween Havoc that was, it took place in, um, it was uh, NWA then for the first two shows, I believe, um, mm-hmm. but all the way through to 2000. And so we're going to break all 12 main events down. Which was the best main event? What is the best in the business? Best Halloween Havoc main event uh, ever, I guess. So if you're looking at the brackets right now or if you can't see them, with 12, we had to kind of shape it up to where each first-round match is going to have three different matches. So there are going to be three different matches, and we're going to pick one winner. So basically like triple threat matches. And there's going to be three winners from the first round, and then we'll go from there. Or four winners in the first round, sorry. So uh, I'm Jake, a.k.a. Bomber. We got Lee, we got Scott, we got Matt Zion. Um, as always, I got to ask, are you guys ready to talk about some WCW? Yeah, this was actually <clears throat> uh, painful at first, and then fun, and then painful again. Yeah, <laughs> painful. This is going to be the most. This is, I, I project this is going to be probably you know the least controversial, <laughs> best yeah. in the business we've ever done. Yeah, it's I agree. One of the more interesting ones, considering what it is, and yet how far it fell. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I think. Yeah, if you go back and you watch these matches, I think it's pretty evident which ones stand out above the mm-hmm. other ones. But hey. It's Halloween well, Havoc. It's time. It's a great. It's a great capsule to look at WCW in their moments of time because these Halloween Havoc. I mean, we should probably do this before we get into it, but it was one of their big shows. It was kind of like their SummerSlam as their number two big. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had Slamboree, they had Great American Bash, but it was always Starcade. But Halloween Havoc two months prior in October was always pretty big, and it mm-hmm. led right into Starcade, right? Or what? No, yeah, that was World it, War. No, it, it went. It went well back in the day though. Before they had like yeah, one a, a month, it mm-hmm. was. Fall Brawl in September, it was uh, Halloween Havoc in October, and Starcade in December, or even November sometimes. Yep. So it, it was always kind of like in the end, and in the end there, and they had like Slamboree in the spring and shit. But when they really started getting going, it was still one of their big ones. So this is going to be interesting. All right. Uh, does anybody got anything? Last, uh, <laughs> la- last, last thing to say before we get into the matches. No, let's go. If, nope. if this goes well, it's the reason why they brought this name back for next year. That's right. We are the reason they're bringing Halloween Havoc yep. back. Let's happened. put that on the record right now. All right, <laughs> yeah. so here we go. Let's find out what was the best main event in Halloween Havoc history. First of all, we're going 1989. We got Ric Flair and Sting teaming up against the Great Muda and Terry Funk in a Thunderdome match. That's the 1989 match going up against 1990, which was Sting versus Sid Vicious for the uh, NWA title, the heavyweight title. And the third match is the 1991 Lex Luger versus Ron Simmons, two out of three falls, where Lex Luger was defending his title, his WCW title. I don't. Well, it still might have been NWA heavyweight title back then. <coughs> but no, that was WCW by that point. Did they label yeah. it WCW? All well, right, cool. They had both titles for a while, but that was WCW's title. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, I guess Matt Zahn, you want to kick us off here? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Right. Um, Who do you got winning this? 
So, uh, well, I'm going to go over. I have notes. I, I, I figured there's so many matches that I have to write these down so I can try to remember. Sure. Um, match one, dude, this was an awesome match. I know I said that it started painful and then got but whatever. But like, I meant the, the after these. <laughs> but this match was so much fun. I really liked it a lot. Um, Flair, was, it was weird seeing Flair as a baby face uh, and Funk as a heel. But, man, Funk was on fire fire in this match dude like this is what we're missing in wrestling nowadays is someone like funk where he gets in the ring and he is just going crazy like he's 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 putting on a show he's not trying to get in there and be cool he's just a badass like he's a crazy psychotic badass uh muda was really intimidating he didn't have to really do much he just looked intimidating and sting was kind of the weak link i thought out of everybody i didn't really think much of sting in this match i mean he had good baby face fire and whatnot uh, but here were my notes. I put a uh, really fun match. Weird scene. Flair is a good guy, and Funk is a heel. Uh, Funk was amazing. Uh, odd scene. Funk ripped. That like this is the the most in shape <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen Terry Funk <laughs> in my life. Uh, Muda was intimidating. Crowd was eating it up. So I mean, I I really did like it. I thought that this was a, a fun gimmick. I thought it was cool how they had like because it's, it's a Halloween themed show. I like how they had all the the Halloween stuff in the cage yeah. and whatnot. They had gargoyles on cool. the top of the cage. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty sweet. The only time in all the years that they did this pay-per-view where that happened. So I was like, I really thought it was cool. It was done nice. Mm -hmm. uh, match two, uh, Sid versus Sting. Uh, my only note is Sid was awful. That was your <laughs> only note? <laughs> uh, that, this match sucked. I hated it. I hated it. Uh, Sting tried so hard. He was, he was a bumping machine, but Sid is just fucking terrible in this match. I just, I I hated it. So, no. No, thank you. Uh, Ron Simmons versus Lex Luger. Uh, this match actually made me respect Luger a little bit. He was good. I mean, he was real good. And, I mean, yeah. I've never seen any good matches from him before. And I thought he, he played up the heel role really well. My notes are, uh, starts super slow, but builds quite well. Luger was actually impressive. Uh, the second fall uh, spot with the whole disqualification going over the top rope was really fucking stupid. Like, it didn't make any sense at all. Commentary saying Luger is more vicious than Cactus Jack made me LOL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just jump on there, Matt. The top rope thing was an NWA thing back in the no, day. I, no, I know, but the way they did it, it didn't even look like... It didn't make sense because Ron oh, yeah, didn't Ray's throw him down, over. Right? Yeah, 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 that was the controversy about it. Yeah, that was yeah, the controversy. Yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't like it though. If he had just thrown him over, then there you go, fine. But it it just didn't it didn't work. Um, out of all these matches, Sid versus Sting is unwatchable in my opinion. I just I fucking hated it. Uh, I did like Ron Simmons versus Luger more than I thought I would because like I was shitting on it in my head for the first, for basically the first fall. But by the end, I was like, damn man, that was actually pretty good. Uh, but the match one is gonna get it. Flair and Sting versus Funk and Muda was. Just too much fun. I I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I'm shocked I'd never heard of it before, but it get my uh, gets my vote. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll jump in there real quick. Um, on paper, the 1989, the Flair and Sting and the Thunderdome match. I'll just say that I I was like, holy fuck, because I never seen the match. I was like, this is gonna be fucking great. I thought this was gonna be awesome. The cage was supposed to be electrified and stuff. And for those wondering. The way you lost was each team had a manager. Uh, Sting and Flair had Ole Anderson, and Funk and Muda, they had Gary Hart. So in order to lose, the manager had to throw in the towel. That's basically how you lost the match. And, man, I'll get to the finish in just a second with the fucking towel throwing, but I, 
I did. I I really didn't like it that much. It felt too messy, and there I couldn't really see anything that was really going on. Terry Funk was randomly climbing the goddamn cage the entire time, mainly for no reason whatsoever. He was just at one point that he. I think somebody Sting was like swinging from the, a rope that was there with like nothing happening. Um, and what happened to the the top of the cage was supposed to be electrified. What like. They did something really quick early on at the very top of the match, and then they they did reference it a couple times, but nothing happened. Uh, Funk and Sting were up at, in the top of the cage, like Sting's body was halfway through the cage, and nothing was happening. I was like, um, it's kind of weird, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe they forgot. I have no fucking clue what was going on there. Um, but the only little tiny cool spot was. When Flair had, well, I guess it was kind of the end of the match, really. Uh, Flair had Funk in the figure four, and Sting did several uh, splashes uh, on top of Funk. That was pretty cool. And um, the ending was literally Ole Anderson, if you haven't seen it. Ole and Gary Hart get in the ring, and Ole ends up punching Gary. And Gary's like, the he goes flying, and the towel goes flying out of his hand and lands on Br- Bruno. By the way, Bruno San Martino was the fucking ref. Which I mean, I don't know if that was just a gimmick thing or whatnot. I don't know the story behind it, but um, it was he needed a job and he hated Vince McMahon. At the the time. St- and the story said he's the only one that can contain this. So oh, no one will. Im- okay. Yeah, no one will. No one can intimidate Bruno Sammartino. Well, there you go. And of not course, even these guys. He did his yeah. job and not pay the fuck attention with the finish. But I mean, as, <laughs> as was expected. I mean, that was the plan. But I don't know. To me, this match it should have been really fucking good. But something about it was just sloppy. And I always I, the main thing I get from it is. Funk was just crawling around the cage for no reason, just to fucking do it. It seemed like. And, <laughs> yeah, I loved that though. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess that's it, Terry Funk. Yeah. I guess it depends how you see it, but I saw it as what the fuck is he doing? There's no, there's no point. He wasn't even trying to like do anything off the cage. He was just climbing. But I don't know. To me, it was a, kind of a big match. The Sting and Vicious. I know you say you really didn't like it, but I thought it was a decent match. Um, uh, Vicious, I thought he played a good part as the uh, the powerhouse guy, and they played him up uh, very good on commentary too. Which, by the way, was Jr. and uh, Paul Heyman for those of you uh, that like that kind of thing. Um, but the ending is what really fucking killed it for me. God fucking damn, what happened at the end of this match? You got randomly the four horsemen come out. Who I know Sid's in the four horsemen at the time, but or yeah, Sid's in the four horsemen. Yeah. But they run into the ring, and they don't. I guess they don't do fucking anything. I guess they are distracting the fans from what's happening because yeah. Vicious and Sting kind of go to the side. Nobody knows where they are. Next thing you know, they come out, and it's a fucking fake Sting. He gets the pin. The fucking ah, the, the, but we the, don't know it's a fake Sting at the time. You true. Tell it in the yes. Right order. Yes. You Sid don't pins know. him and wins the title with confetti. Sid, Sid pins him instantly. He goes for like a body slam. Can't hold him up. Sid falls on top. One, two, three. The bell rings. He's awarded the title. The announcer is awarded. There's fucking balloons coming down from the rafters. There's fucking pyro going off. He's awarded the title. Next thing you know, Sting fucking comes out and hits him with a horrible <laughs> shot with the belt and then pens him. And the the ref counts and they ring the bell again. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, because then they reveal that when Sting ran out of the ring, he ran into the real Sting. Yeah, it was a fake yeah. Sting. Yeah, which yep, yep. was that part was shitty as it was, but Barry Windham, by the way. Yeah. Oh, was it? I was trying to yeah. figure who it was. But first of all, the match fucking ended. I mean, what the fuck, right? I didn't like that yeah. at all. I, I mean, maybe this was a thing back in the day, but 
the match fucking ended. The winner was awarded. That was, to me, that's fucking over. And how was Sting not fucking DQ'd by hitting him with the fucking belt? If if the match was still going, he hit him with the belt in front of the referee. How the fuck was he not DQ'd if the match was still going on, you know? By the way, I wanted to say, like, this is a this is like a precursor. Almost every single match has a... Why? What the fuck? Why? Oh, true. Don't yeah. worry. I have a shenanigans tally. <laughs> yeah. So many of them. I, I, I literally have a tally of Good. shenanigans. It's insane. Yeah. It just we'll shows, just, yeah. like, the difference between... WWF obviously isn't immune to it, but Vince running things versus whoever the fuck was running things at the time in WCW during each era. Like, Vince at least usually kept it to a minimum. Yeah. But you're, as you guys are listening to this, it, every fucking match has one of these moments where you go, what? Wait, why? Yeah, no, we'll get there. Don't worry, Matt. We'll get there. Yeah. yeah. All right. But yeah, uh, yeah. Th- that's... <laughs> I bring it up. Uh, but as far as the match goes before the bullshit finish, I actually thought it was pretty good. Sting did a decent job trying to fucking work and make Sid look good. And Sid looked fucking pretty decent. I, I mean, first of all, he looked jacked, but... Man, I don't know. He did a fucking kick up of the match. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah, Sid Vicious doing a fucking season. kick up was nice to me. I like kip that. Up. Kick kip up. up. What? Kip. kip. kip I keep up. hearing you say kick. Oh, I do say kick up. It's is it kip up? Wrong. It, oh. No, it's it's A-I-P. both. No, it's it's both. I've never I, when, heard I, when, I, when I when I when I wrestling, never heard it as a kick up. Yeah, oh. kick, you can say kick up. It is technically oh. nip up, but you can say kick up. When I did yeah. my my two my two times wow. at wrestling school, we had to talk about this with our trainer, and he he's like, it is nip up, but a lot of the, a lot of people say kick up as well. Wow. It's not. I, he, yeah, he said I, it doesn't like, matter. That's like actually always talked about Shawn Michaels. It was a, a, a nip up. So, that's yeah. weird. That's weird. I've yeah. literally this is. The first time I ever heard that, but whatever. Oh, okay. no, you, you've heard it all along, but you heard it wrong. All right, either way, <laughs> uh, just going into the third match, Luger and Ron Simmons, two out of three falls. Guys, I'm picking this for my uh, – this is going to be my pick because these guys fucking killed it. They did a good job. Commentary was really good. JR fucking sold the shit out of it, even though he wouldn't stop talking about fucking football the entire goddamn time. Yeah, uh, were two football players. Yeah. I know, oh, but yes, he just yeah. he couldn't let it go. It I'm dated like, God. it so badly, though. Like, all the references to things that happened forever ago. Yes, um, but I think this match overall was way better than the first two matches. Uh, again, personal opinion. But a little funny thing, um, if you didn't watch the match, Luger hit the pal driver for the ending of the match, and they goes, oh, he calls it the attitude adjustment. Oh, my God. Yeah. I fucking mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, I didn't that know that. Funny. That was total surprise to me when I heard that. I was like, uh, come again? But um, I don't know. I think it was a really good match, and I fucking hate Harley Race's involvement in it. He fucking sucks. I'll get more into him fucking sucking. Oh, yeah. He, another Havoc thing later. you're going to hear a lot. Fuck Harley yeah, Race. Yeah, fuck Harley Race. He <laughs> might have been a goddamn legendary wrestler, but fucking he wasted Terrible goddamn manager. space here. Yeah. Um, yep. But sorry, I, I know I'm taking a long time, and I'm probably going to be long-winded on some of these. I but, mean, these, these are going to be long and in-depth. But we don't have as much to talk about as far as overall. So, yeah, anyway, that's it. I'm picking Luger and uh, Simmons. We'll go with uh, Scott. Who you got? Yeah, um, well, to kind of piggyback on what you said there about it being long, the Armenia one was long because we were, like, talking about the matches and how they compare. That's so at, at least this one is only 12 matches and not 32. <laughs> so there there is that. But, um. I want to preface this with the fact that I've only ever seen one of these matches beforehand, like, of all of Halloween Havoc. So, going into this, I'm like, let's see what these are like. Because I was a WWE guy. That's been documented on the podcast. I grew up watching it in the 80s and 90s. And it was only around 93 or 94 when I started actually seeing WCW because we got it on the channel here. Mm -hmm. And I'd heard of it forever. Like, I know who Flair was. I knew who the champions was and all that stuff. But I never actually got to see it. So, when I went back to this, I'm like, all right, let's see what some of this classic stuff is. 
And I've got a lot of the wrestling DVDs. So I remember seeing on the Ultimate Ric Flair collection, Flair and Funk, when he got pile-driven through the table in that feud. So this was cool to see another aspect of that. That was amazing. So these guys were fucking great. Um, and Sting and Muda were their own feud. So, Matt, you said this on a podcast, I think, two instances ago. It was neat to see two feuds combined in the cage. Well, they should do it more often. Yes. Like, it, it's, I think that's the way, that's one of the solutions to WWE's current problem, where they'll have guys, like, do four pay-per-views at, against each other in a row. Break yeah. it up. Do, like, a ta- like a tag gimmick match or something well, and well, put them together for one They've done show. that with Saturday Night's Main Event when they brought that back. It was, like, Cena and Undertaker opponents. Well, they'll team up against others. Well, no, I want to see Cena team up with another guy and face their set of opponents. Like, I want to yeah. see that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, Cena and Batista against mm-hmm. Undertaker and Michaels. Like, yeah. that should have been it. Not good guys versus other guys. Yep. So, I... that's what this was. It was cool. Now, Flair was the champ, by the way, here. NWA champion. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do my notes have here? I agree fully, though, Bomber, with your aspect of it was a bit of a mess. Um, but that's kind of an NWA thing, and Lee, I know you'll probably agree, even with liking it, it's still a bit of a a bit of a hecticness to it, which kind of works in a way to make it seem legit, but it never yeah. seemed like that was the intent. It just happened. Um, I do like those classic NWA crowds, though. It's it's pretty great, but what, what did I write? Clusterfuckery elements is a thing that they definitely have. There you go. Um, yeah. the, the cage was supposed to be electric, but it was only the top. Um, yeah, the just the top. Okay. Uh, but I loved how at one point something caught on fire and Muda used mist to put it out. That was like, yeah, the little I'll aspects. That. Yeah, that was pretty that, sweet. That was pretty sweet. Um, staying swinging on the rope, uh, funk in the cage, the camera work couldn't quite catch it. Just those production elements were a bit lower than WWF at the time. Not harping on it as a WWE guy, but that's just what you see between the two. Um, I love seeing Flair just go apeshit choking Muda and things like that. Like, <laughs> Flair is a good guy, but also ruthless because he's Flair was yeah. awesome. Um, and you don't just get the how will Sting and Flair work together, but it just goes crazy. Also, how is a Thunderdome not a dome? <laughs> where's, where's the roof? It, it's I know slightly it's like a, curved in on the it, top. It was that like was prison it. style in, in fences, but that's, come on, that that's typical NWA. Mm-hmm. Um, Sting's cage dive was great, and it's no Shane McMahon. Th- that, that's for you, Bomber. Um, <laughs> but I hate how they won by shenanigans. Like I said, Ole hit Gary Hart, the towel flew in, and the good guys win. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, hey, we won. I, I hate how good guys win like that, especially with this. Like, the, this is Flair and Sting. They're, they should have that aspect to it where they don't win <laughs> through shenanigans. They shouldn't accept the cheap victory, but they did. And it's usual oddness with Halloween Havoc with no NWA title, but whatever. Um, that, it was just, that was fun. It's chaotic fun, like Matt said. Sid and Sting for the NWA title. I love 90s Sting, and I love classic insane Sid. Uh, Sid, the stare down's awesome. They hate each other, but it's not like Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon hatred. It's just, I'm better than you, which is always cool. I like that. Um, but the commentary, love that Black Scorpion. Fucking Christ, gotta talk about Black Scorpion. <laughs> I, talk about this match, damn it! Mm-hmm. I, I get set the future, but focus on the world title, please, just a little bit. Um, this is the guy that WWF brought in, though. This, this is the Sid they brought in to be the new Hogan. This is what they saw. Mm-hmm. And you, you can kind of see where they were going for it, but Sting is just fucking dumb. Like, he's a, too much of a good guy. He's a paladin, too good for his own good, never took advantages, never took the count-out loss. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's valiant, but, I mean, we can talk about how dumb Sting is in okay. storylines for ten years after that. Like, it's... Yeah. Good lord. Um, but then we have another shenanigans with the fake Sting, 
um, something they'll never copy in WCW. That's I can guarantee you that. Um, and of course, it's Cheater Horseman, but that was Monster Sid. He, it, like Vader, I always say this: Why the hell do these guys need to cheat? They can destroy you just sheer outright. They shouldn't cheat. So Sid resorting to that even as a Horseman was BS. So that's two for two with shenanigans. And then Luger and Simmons. Um, yes, uh, Lex impressed definitely. Um, I like the don't respect you, like don't like you respect you face off. That was cool. And Luger just kind of standing there, like he was acting good. Like he's the heel here, and it, it was really kind of interesting. Um, I did like Jr. talking about the very similar athletes vying for the title. That was neat. Um, this the shift in momentum, getting Simmons with the first fall, second fall being that DQ. And then the third fall still being legit, even after it was shenanigans. That's three for three with shenanigans. And as I wrote exactly here, this is why I didn't like NWA, WCW stuff at the time. Because it underdelivered. But mm-hmm. WWF at least followed through to a conclusion. And gave you either a happy ending or the bad guy moves on and the good guy has to redeem himself. This just is like, oh, I didn't get a payoff again. You know what I mean? Like It, it was a, a frustrating. But Simmons got outsmarted by Luger and Race cheating to lose that second fall, and then football tackled it and just ended. It was lame. Um, and just got legit outsmarted over a dumb hero. But Shivani was fun. Ross is good on commentary. And it was underrated, but super hyperbolic. <laughs> That's Shivani. Um, overall, Sid and Sting, which I thought would be my pick, is the worst of these three. Simmons and Luger was okay, but I'm going with Matt on the first of these three. Flair and Sting and Funky Muda just delivered. It was just crazy batshit, let's go. And I wasn't disappointed by it, even with the cheap win. So, by the way, that's a tally. Three for three on shenanigans. Three More to come. Three for three. There you go. Yeah, okay. Um, Lee, who are you going with? What match was the better one? Yeah, okay. So the first one was the best worked out of all three. Uh I had in my notes, of course, as well, the, the mood of helping put the fire out with the uh, mist was pretty fucking cool. Um, this cage gimmick was fucking terrible. The, this, this, was, this was an example of like three world-class workers and one really good one having to work around a really shitty gimmick match, as far as I'm concerned. Like, the electric cage thing, they should have just left that out. They should have just made it, you can't escape the cage, keep them in or whatever. Because... It made no sense. If the cage, if the top of the cage is fucking electrified, why the fuck would you climb up for it? Why would you go up? Why would you try to get to the top of the cage? It made no sense. Yep. Everybody tried to climb that fucking yeah, cage for at no one reason. point. Yep. Yeah, it was dumb. It was just really stupid. Uh, it was, all it was was to visually sell that. Oh yeah, the cage is electrified or whatever, but or use the cage as a gimmick in the match. But um, it, I think, it took away from the fact that they were actually having a really good match in the ring. Uh, Terry Funk was working his ass off. Flair was working his ass off. Sting was keeping up. Mudo was just doing his cool shit, just being a fucking mysterious, dangerous foreign heel. Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, it was, it was oh, d- despite the fu- fucking gimmicks, it was really, really good. Uh, Sting versus Zid Vicious. This was just a match as far as I'm concerned. I, I didn't think it, Sid was as bad as Matt was saying. Uh, he, he was very limited at this point, and very lazy. I mean, I think he definitely had the potential to be something great if he actually gave a shit, but he never really did. I mean, he, you could see how athletic and stuff he was for a man his size doing oh, the kip-up and all that shit. Yeah. yeah. 
And, I mean, Sting was not good enough yet to really carry Sid to anything great, so it was just a kind of a by-the-numbers kind of thing. The switcheroo at the end was just stupid. Like, it, it just... It just felt too long to set up, and it was just confusing. And honestly, the match was like what twelve minutes or something like that, and it felt like thirty minutes watching the fucking thing. It was, it was just bad. Um, Lex Luger for versus Ron Simmons. I personally didn't feel like Luger looked great at all in this. I thought he looked like shit. He, I didn't really? think he did much. Uh, I saw him sucking wind early, and for the most part, it was by a number, sort of by the numbers power match with Ron Simmons doing most of the fucking work and. It was all right, but it was like nothing that you wouldn't see on like 1996 fucking WCW TV in the mid card at that point. Like with all the big fucking muscle guys, they were pumping out of the fucking uh, power factory or whatever power plant or whatever the power fuck. Plant, yeah. yeah, so that's what that reminded me of. So got to go with the first match here. All right, that means three votes for Ric Flair and Sting versus Great Mood and Terry Funk. Only one for Luger and Simmons, and that means zero for Sting and Sid, which I think that's a rightful zero. So, yeah, they earned that shit. Yep. All right. So that the Thunderdome match is going to advance. We're going on to our next match. Uh, next triple threat match: 1992 Sting versus Jake Roberts in a coal miner's glove match. Um, where it's high up on the pole. Um, 1993 Big Van Vader ver- versus Cactus Jack. Texas Deathmatch rules. And 1994, Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair in a cage match. Um, I guess I will jump on in first here. Um, I guess I don't, I, this was the first spin the wheel, make a deal uh, bullshit here uh, that I can, that out of the Halloween Havoc matches anyway. Um, and Roberts and Sting got the fucking coal miner's glove out of all the fucking shit on there. I'm like, okay, what the fuck is a coal miner's glove match? And it literally, they put it uh, the highest pole known to man mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. uh, turnbuckle, like 20 fucking feet tall. You knew right dangerous. away. Yeah. You knew right away. Jake wasn't going up there to get that shit. So you knew that was happening. Um, so that was weird. And it looked like a goddamn um, barber pole, too. It was also striped and everything. But um, I don't think the match technically wasn't that bad. They they worked the shoulder with uh, Jake running into the post ring post at one point. And yeah. they pretty much worked that the rest of the match. And I know Matt Zion, how he feels about fucking when you work body parts for a long time. But that was kind of the story of the match. Sting randomly went up to the pole a couple times, but... Got pulled down, and I think the coolest spot was when Sting came running across the ring apron, grabbed onto the pole, and swung around and gave Jake like an elbow to the face. That mm-hmm. looked really cool, but my big problem from that, that happened right after Jake hit his DDT. Yeah. I was fucking pissed. I was like, are you kidding me? Jake hits his devastating DDT, and Sting's going to get right back up and run over and swing off a pole. That kind of pissed me off. Um, the ending was... Kind of super shitty. Cactus Jack ran down. He had a little uh, a bag with a cobra in it and handed it to Jake while all that was going on. Sting pulled down the glove, kind of did just a little punch in the back, and he just fell down and held the snake to his face. And I know we're going to get into this here in just a second. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, he, he made sure the snake was biting him because that snake was not fucking biting him. And Sting just got the win that way, and that's how it ended. It was pretty fucking stupid, but... The story of it was the only thing I remember was goddamn Jake killed that fucking snake 
like ripping its fucking head off just to try to get it to bite him. And the way he was moving around, slamming it on the mat and everything, he just like crushed the fuck out of that snake. So that was kind of, uh, I mean, I, I know they always say different time, different time uh, back then. But yeah, that shit would never come even close to happening anywhere near uh, today. But uh, again, okay match, weird finish. It was kind of a stinker. Nothing big from it. 1993, Vader and Cactus Jack. When I first saw this, I was like, holy shit, this is going to be amazing. Because you always hear about the Jack and Vader matches. And you know what? It wasn't that great to me. It wasn't that great. Um, first of all, this is the first Halloween Havoc. I, I, I made sure I had to remember this without Jim Ross. So that was kind of sad. But um, I don't know, man. This Texas Deathmatch... Rules, they can work, but they are really slow. They can kill the crowd. They can kill the momentum of the match. And these guys definitely fucking had it killed like 18 times during the match, I felt. Um, I really didn't like pretty much anything they did besides Vader's punches. That was really the only thing I really liked. There was a nice sunset flip that Cactus Jack went to go do off the ring apron. And then he fucking slammed his leg on the guardrail. Looks like it hurt like a motherfucker. But again, I was distracted with the ending of the match. God damn, Harley Race. Fuck Harley Race. That's going to be the theme of this fucking show. The worst taser. Okay, so here's the end of the match. All right. Um, the, they're making the count, and both guys got to get up to answer the 10 count, right? Well, Cactus Jack is getting up, and Harley Race is supposed to tase him in the leg and make sure he stays down. He falls back down and not doesn't answer the time. So Harley Race hits the fucking trigger way too early and then rams the taser into his leg with nothing happening, and there's like a two-second delay before Cactus Jack flops on the ground, holding his leg, screaming. It looks so, 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 so bad. The crowd fucking hated it. They could tell it was dog shit, and yeah, it was just one of a horrible finish. I say, out of all the stupid fucking finishes in this that you're going to hear us talk about, this was the one I hated the worst. This was fucking, it looked really bad. It ruined everything else they did in the match, I feel, and I feel like it just didn't work out overall. Now, moving on, 1994, Hogan Flair. Uh, first time we had Bobby Heenan on commentary, so that was cool. This was supposed to be a career versus career match also, and you know mm-hmm. how that those always fucking work out. But the match, technically, I think it was pretty decent. There was a lot of cool elements that they threw in with Sherry and uh, Jimmy Hart and all that. But, man... You got Flair versus Hogan in the match that should be the match of all matches. Why the fuck are you going to put Mr. Fucking T as the ref? The whole time, I'm like, God damn it, WCW. God well, remember, this is, this is a rematch, though. I know. And, uh, uh, Gotta make it bigger celebrity. than the last one. Ooh, so hey, bad. He's a big, relevant celebrity. It was so bad. He, 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 yeah, irrelevant. Out, I, fuck. Anyway. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Uh, I love. <laughs> I think Johnny, uh, Johnny, uh, Bobby Heenan was fucking uh, amazing in this match on commentary. He fucking went ham on Hogan the fucking entire match. It was amazing. Um, but Sherry Martell got stripped down. That was fun. That was a little interesting. Oh, yeah. that, that was nice. I was really scared when I saw her. She climbed up the top of the cage and jumped down to kind of do like a double axe handle, and it looked like she fucking broke her ankle. That was pretty fucking scary. But. She got in there, and Hogan beat the fuck out of her, man. Slammed yeah. her around, big yeah, boots, elbow, uh, uh, clotheslines. That would not fly today. Yeah, definitely not. Um, I don't know. I think the icing on the cake for this match for me was the fucking crowd. The crowd was really into it the entire time. And then they fucking killed it with the 
it was technically after the match, but with fucking Brutus coming out or being revealed as a mask guy that they had earlier in the match, Earthquake came out. It just in Kevin fucking Sullivan bullshit, the Dungeon of Doom shits. It, it that was horrible, but the match I think was actually pretty good and entertaining, and it always feels good when the crowd was really behind it, which uh, that helped the match a lot. So I'm giving it to Hogan and Flair, career versus career, and. By the way, Hogan won, and we never saw Ric Flair wrestle again. So yeah, um, yeah, Lee, what you got here? Yeah, okay. So Sting versus Jake Roberts. Um, so either one of two possibilities happened here, and I would believe either one of them. Um, that wheel was either not gimmicked, or Bill Watts is just a huge fucking moron who thought that a coal miner's glove match was a good idea in 1992 WCW. Uh, either way, that was a fucking stupid uh, result. Uh, there was much better matches on the fucking wheel, you know. Oh, yeah. Could it, like no DQ and shit like that. Like, come on, uh, any anything that would play better to these two's uh, strengths. Um, Jake Roberts tried. He tried to carry Sting here. He tried to put some psychology in it and mm-hmm. tried to make it watchable. Uh, they did some decent brawling. They did a little too much. Uh, circle each other. Uh, engage and then break up and circle each other again kind of stuff. Uh, a little too much of that, but for the most part, the in-ring was pretty good, but goddamn that fucking pole. That, 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 this is another theme of these matches, by the way. These fucking gimmicks being just ridiculously dangerous for the fucking people involved. That pole did not look safe at all. I was scared that Sting, you know, like, it looked like he yeah, could like have fucking... Yeah, like hold him. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's way too high up. And... I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure most people don't even, at that point, wouldn't even know what a coal miner's glove is supposed to be. Because it's supposed to be like a metal-lined glove. Yeah. So, I mean, for everyone in the audience, you're probably just like, it's a leather glove. What the fuck? Um, but yeah, uh, the, D- D- the DDT not being sold, that was also stupid considering uh, Roberts had like DDT sting on a chair previously and like put him out and, and everything. So, uh, yeah. It was fairly decent, though. Just, it was hampered by the gimmicks. Uh, Big Van Vader, Cactus Jack. Um, it looks a little slow and plodding now, but in 1993, this was fucking top-the-line fucking brawling uh, style that you just wouldn't see in WCW or WWF at the time. Uh, Cactus Jack just going out there and getting his body smashed into little pieces of goo by Vader. Um, Jack actually ru- ruptured his kidney in this match. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, probably from the goddamn um, sunset flip. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was the sunset flip onto the uh, the, the, the metal ramp. Yeah, that's what did it. Um, yeah, the ending. The ending definitely hurt this a lot, but I still think it's really, really good. Um, Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair, probably the best match they've had against each other. I would say. Um, I mean, at this point, both of them were kind of getting a little bit over the hill. Hogan definitely was. Um, and uh, there was the limitation, of course, that Flair basically had to uh, wrestle the Formula Hulk Hogan match. And Flair was so much into his kind of formula at this point as well, where he doesn't have any offense. So he looked kind of extra weak against Hogan all the time, and that's why you had all these extra shenanigans going on. Um, I personally enjoyed seeing Sherry in her underwear. Uh, yeah. there was th- this this cage again. Like I said, 
the trend in gimmicks, that cage looked flimsy as fuck when it was coming down. Oh, yeah, when it was oh, coming yeah. down. Yeah. I thought it was going to yeah. split. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was going to fall apart. They, they were like everyone in the ring was kind of looking at it like, is this going to stay up? What the fuck? Uh, if you notice, if you, uh, if you go back and look, uh, the signs in the crowd, there was legitimately like four signs in the crowd in a row that had misspellings on them. <laughs> no way. I didn't know. Yeah, I yes. did not notice that at all. Uh, I also I also question why Mr. T would uh, why why Flair and crew would expect Mr. T to count uh, a three count for him after they cuffed and cuffed him to a cage after assaulting him that made no sense at all, um, but yeah it, it was pretty decent but uh, I'm gonna have to I mean seeing Sherry bump like a freak for fucking Hogan uh, that was that was something uh, and I mean you you actually kind of see why people are getting tired of Hulk Hogan. Uh, by the way, at this point, why they were kind of booing him over the WWF at the time too, because um, he was just a—he was always a cheating piece of shit. Like he was taking fucking shortcuts here, and if you notice, Mister T was like stopping him from taking shortcuts against Flair. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was kind of interesting. But uh, I got to go for the Vader Cactus Jack match. That I, I still okay. think that brawl holds up. So there you go. Okay. Um. Also, as you were talking about that, I f- I forgot uh, to mention that. I, the one thing that I really hated about Mr. T that I didn't even mention was every time he went for the count, it took you out of the fucking match. Every, he, yeah. he had the slowest fucking counts, and it just took you right out of the match. They even had to address it, too, the commentators. But All right, uh, Matt Zion, what you got? All right. <clears throat> so uh, Sting versus Jake was just whatever, I thought. Uh, the gimmick killed it. Like I think they would have had a much better match if it was just uh, a regular match. Yeah. Um, my notes are: Jake is such a great heel, even in terrible shape. He is menacing. Uh, that poor snake. That was unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Like they killed that mm-hmm. motherfucking snake. I, I had, I, to. had to have I, killed him. Like they I br- say right now. I tried googling it. I can't find anything on that. But yeah, yeah they, watching they, it, it's obvious. But there's no posts, no nothing. So dude, that's just. And I'm I'm not one of those people that's all like animal rights before human rights <laughs> yeah. nonsense. But watching that literally made me uncomfortable. Like I just, I was, I was sitting there like, now I understand how some people feel that I can't watch Benoit matches anymore. <laughs> oh God! Because oh. that just, it did. It just killed. It killed everything. Like I just, I could. I was like, well, I fucking hate this match now. Yeah, killed that, everything. That his wife, his daughter. Oh wait. Oh. There you go. <laughs> that's a different. That's, that's a different killings. So yeah, the only positive is Jake. Jake just, dude. Even with a gut, man, he he looked. He looks like a scary motherfucker. You no, wouldn't want to fuck with. He's everything Bray Wyatt wishes he was. Yeah, yeah. He, didn't have, he didn't even have a big gut here. This, this was before he really went downhill. Yeah, he wasn't yeah that's true. He was, that's you true. can just tell he wasn't in shape, that's all. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't in WWF shape or no, anything. No. Um, Cactus Jack versus Vader. Uh, this match is so bad, it's good. <laughs> this is like the room. <laughs> like This match was a disaster, and I feel so bad for Cactus because he got fucking destroyed, but he did it for nothing because nothing worked. They... Whatever chemistry they had in their like other legendary matches, there was none here. Vader just looked awful. Jack, I, I think Cactus at least looked like a badass, but was it really worth it for all the punishment he took? I don't think so. Uh, my notes are, title not on the line is really dumb, and the commentary saying Jack asked for it makes Jack seem even dumber. Which, I, like, I didn't understand that, that they made that a point. They're like, this is about the title. Yeah, this is this is after that uh, stupid amnesia angle they had Jack in, okay. where he was on the streets as a hobo for a year or some shit. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> but like, and 
lost anyway, so why wasn't the like I thought maybe the title wasn't on the line because he was going to win, sure. and they didn't want to put the belt on. Him. Imagine how crazy that would have been if Cactus had gotten a WCW Heavyweight Title run, like just a real yeah. quick one. Uh, LOL at Harley Race using the stun gun outside for no reason other than to show that he has it, yeah. and then hides it from the camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you hear this, and the camera goes to it, and then he's like, oh, oh no, no, wait, don't look at this, and he just puts it away from the, 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 till the end. <laughs> it's like, and, and then the director worst. of the show agrees, like, oh, Mr. Race said not to film him. I will not film Mr. Race oh, anymore. Like, come on. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't film Mr. Race either if he told me not oh, to. <laughs> Mick Foley uh, doing everything he can to destroy his body to make this matter, but it, it just doesn't. And, oh my god, they botched the stun gun finish. Yep. Match sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, not you even, like, not even just bad, horribly bad. I, I have a theory on this. Now, I go one of two ways. Either Foley was really supposed to get hit by the stun gun legit, and that's possible, because he is Mick Foley, and I could see him being crazy enough to do that. Yeah. Yep. Or Harley was supposed to, like, hit the button, and then, like, Turn it off right before he got Foley. So it made it look like he still got him. But Harley's timing was fucking shit. It, mm. was, it was so bad. It, it looked like Foley didn't realize it was happening. Yes. Which makes me think he was supposed to get legit tased. I yeah, mean, it's Foley. it's Foley. I feel like yeah. he would have said, fucking hit me with it. I, yep. I mean, come on. Yeah. On pay-per-view, yeah, I feel like he would have said that. He would do it for five people. Uh, that's probably him. true, too. <laughs> Uh, Hogan versus Flair. So, uh, I just, I'll read my notes first. Uh, Hogan getting a lot of booze. A lot of fucking booze. Because this yep. was, like, right before he turned heel. Or at least, uh, he had one more match as a face. But, yeah, one more. Um, yeah, no, he, this, uh, this was two years prior. Well, I, in no, Halloween I meant Havoc, more Halloween please. Havoc. Yeah. One more Halloween Havoc. Before oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but Hogan was getting booed a lot. Reminded me of John Cena in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. uh, really small, dinky-looking cage. Uh, how WWF... Didn't do Flair versus Hogan at WrestleMania is still insane to me. Uh, I can't tell if Mr. T got fat. <laughs> <laughs> he had a puppy jacket. Sherry uh, showing off her ass spot was pretty great. And not, not only because it was a good visual, but the crowd popped. And oh. she's, she was really attractive. So, I mean, mm. I was, that was a really creative spot, I thought. Uh, Hogan gets whipped into a steel pipe when the cage is pretty much already a steel pipe. <laughs> Yeah. Double the pipes, double the pain. <laughs> double the pipe. Yep. It was so stupid. All they, they they went through so much trouble to whip him into the pipe, but it's made out of a steel pipe. Yep. <laughs> I said only in wrestling. <laughs> sure. Uh, what was Flair's plan? He needs Mr. T to count the pin. LOL. <laughs> Hogan, I know. <laughs> and uh, the last thing I put was Hogan beating the shit out of Sherry is surreal. <laughs> like like mm -hmm. she didn't just come in for one thing. She wrestled like ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. double clothesline, dog and knocker, body yeah. slam. Yeah. When when Flair and her were like giving him like double team offense, I was like, what is happening right now? Like this is ridiculous. And Hogan just makes Flair look so tiny. I mean, like he's just such a bigger dude overall. But Flair's still fun to watch. I thought Flair was actually great in this match. I did not like Hogan at all, and this is going to start another trend you're going to hear. <laughs> uh, every fucking main event with Hogan is the same bullshit. It's terrible. He's lazy as shit. This was probably the best one of the Hogan matches. At least it was comparable. But, dude, I, there's a reason why this company died, and it's Hulk Hogan. Like, I really do think Hogan is the reason that they died, because they should have transitioned out of him after maybe two or three of these. And he just kept coming back and back and back. And, and like, eventually people were like, well, fuck this. I want to go watch, you know, WWF, who's actually pushing fresh talent. 
And, dude, fuck Hogan big time. Uh, if I have to pick a winner, I didn't really like any of these. Um, I think I'm going to pick uh, Cactus Jack versus Vader because it's so fucking terrible. I actually enjoyed it. I was like, say, it if, is... if you can't pick one of these matches, you're going to be really fucked later. Yeah, that's very true. Oh, like, yeah. like, Cactus Invader was, I was laughing so hard the entire time at how <laughs> terrible this was. Like, it's, I'm telling you guys, if you watch one of these matches, only one, uh, everybody listening, go watch Cactus Jack versus Vader and get mm -hmm. a, a bag of popcorn and just laugh. Because it is just, it's sad what they went through to make this happen. And it's garbage. But yeah, I'm going to go with that one. It's my, my winner. <laughs> All right, uh, Scott. <laughs> um, okay, my notes here. Uh, Sting and Jake. Um, angry, pissed off Jake was awesome, and Sting kinda was awesome. Like he was still trying to figure that out uh, and, and not be a Hogan warrior ripoff. He was his own identity was weird. Yet trying to be a version of them. Um, Jesse Ventura was on commentary here, and he was amazing. Yeah, I agree. He's the bad guy, but gives Sting his props. As one of the most powerful or popular in the world, and blah blah blah. It, it's always good seeing that. Like I always like Jake for that, and Corey Graves does that now. It's great. Um, but this had a weird feel that we ended up seeing from TNA for the past decade, where a former WWE guy would jump ship and be a main eventer down there, when they were never really a main eventer where they left. Like yeah. he, Jake almost had that little feud with Hogan, but mm -hmm. they aborted that one when they cheered him over Hogan. So Jake was never a main event guy. Like a Ricky Steamboat type in WWE, he was never that. But he here he is main eventing with Sting. It was just that was weird. Um, not that Jake couldn't do it, but still kind of surreal seeing him go toe to toe with Sting in '92. Um, that said, it's easily I think this is easily the best worked one since Thunderdome, um, thanks to Jake. And yeah. and yet that poll was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, I, I have written here Sting's poll swing was cool. Sting won, but dumb luck is why. Because the glove didn't even factor in. And Jesse even said during commentary, he's like, they don't even need a glove. They could just pin right now and not even have to worry about it. Which is kind of a neat thing yeah. for a commentator to mention. Um, kind of like from the Hell in a Cell last night, as we recorded it, uh, where they're like, wait a minute, a rope break shouldn't happen. Like, where they kind of catch on to something, and it's like, this is a bit awkward. But why would you book a stipulation match when the stipulation might not even be a thing? That just seems weird to me. Um, the specifics on that is, I'm pretty sure, based on Eric Bischoff's book that I'd read, that wheel was not gimmicked. So it just came up coal miner's glove, and they're like, all right, Man, let's what not a, do it. What let's a go with shit it. decision that was. There was no gimmick, and Bischoff's like, oh, we should have gimmicked it. So, yeah, I respect that's, him, that's why. No, no, you don't. You retape it. You do it again. You're like, why is that even on the wheel? <laughs> and that's where Bill Watts came in and whatever was going on there. But anyway... Dumb luck, because Sting got the glove, and that didn't do in Jake. It's him hitting him and happening to be bitten by the snake that he had, because he got jerked from the hit, and Sting pinned him. And now we're 4 for 4 with shenanigans, by the way. Um, it's not a title match, by the way, and neither of these guys were even the world champ. Yeah. No. Um, I it's it's so weird, but anyway, Cactus brought the snake out and blah blah blah. Um, but this show was actually WCW's highest buy rate at the time, so mm. rematch, right? But like you guys mentioned, Jake's demons kicked in. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like I, I want to go to I want to go to AAA and get really really drunk. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
93, Vader versus Cactus, Texas Deathmatch. Vader's awesome. People know he's one of my favorites, and Jesse Ventura is back for this. Uh, non-title, which is dumb, like you guys said, because Vader won and was the yeah. champ. So why not make it for the title anyway? Especially considering this feud with the legit ear thing and the memory loss storyline. This match starts with just awesome, brutal, epic hatred, and it, it, these guys do that awesomely. Um, established super quick the Cactus is crazy and brutal and will dish out a lot and take even more. And that Vader's a legit fucking monster who will maul you like a bear. So you have Powerhouse Monster who can take a beating from the smaller guy because he can't hit him enough. But the durable crazy man who can take the beating from the monster, and it, it's great. It's a, that's perfect for this Texas death thing. Um, then Bloody Vader coming out of the grave was one of my favorite visuals, I think, of all these things of everything. Yeah, that, that was cool. That, that was, was the cool. best the fucking thing. The good, but uh, sometimes it, I it was awesome. Like. Yeah, the visual was good, but what? Did, well, what didn't you like about it? It's just it was what? just too obvious. It's one of those <laughs> obvious spots where they just all right, oh, let's no. fall down yeah, here and like blade ourselves in the buried alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was but just, still, the visual is everything though. The visual is the only thing that like, matters with that. No, yeah, I mean, those, I guess it's those, uh, that's why they did it. Like when Vince come up with Hogan and he had the bloody face. I don't know. Like that's set the stuff up for. One of those obvious spots, like every fucking Shane McMahon match. <laughs> Come on. Uh, hey. Anyway, uh, um, but that, I thought that was great. And when Blader came out, but got hit with the clothesline, that was cool. And then Cactus Jack hit him with a cactus. Only time I think of it. Yeah, I might have. Um, anyway, Blader would have been a cooler name than Vader. Blader. Yeah, Blader's pretty good. <laughs> Blader. Um, now here's a big problem. Nobody really mentioned this, but the Texas Death Match is the last man standing match with a ten count where you pin the guy. Yes. Yeah. And in, tech, in Last Man Standings, you get the 10-second break for them to try to get back up. And that kills the matches sometimes, but mm -hmm. it's okay. Like, Cena and Umaga was a good one and stuff like that, so that's fine. But in this one, they get a 30-second break. Yes. Come and then a 10-count to get up. Yes, like I said, and it, that it killed interrupted this match for me. everything. That killed the entire thing. Thank you. And even yes. though this was too personal for the title, which was their words, they literally then have to stand around and wait. Mm -hmm. This is a blood feud. I'm gonna wait. Wouldn't, like, it, like, wouldn't Cactus, if it's, it's so personal, wouldn't he want to take Vader's like prized title? Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand. It also, doesn't make any sense. And why would he stand around and wait for him? He should just keep beating him until he's unconscious, and they'd be like, "All right, I'm done," and walk away. And they did. And not they ignored even it a couple times. They ignored, yeah. a couple times. They just kept fighting, and the rest was just Whoa. counting, even though that, it was supposed to be a rest period. That end thing gets interesting. Um, I, like I said, it, it was just painful. When Jesse said it's more like a fight than a match, and like. It, Lee was saying the the brawling was great and everything, um, but then Race had the taser and mm -hmm. we're five for five with shenanigans in a match where Vader literally just has to be Vader as the ultimate badass who doesn't need to cheat. He cheats, and it's such a deflating victory. He didn't overpower him. He didn't do anything. He just outright cheated with his manager. Yep, fuck Harley Race. Um, well, not even that. It did. I wouldn't care who that manager was. It would have been unneeded. It was a horrible thing. Um, plus, if Vader was going to win, why not have the title be defended? Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand that. It, this could have been a Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton thing, House of Horrors, where, oh, well, he got his win back. But no, Vader's like, no, fuck it, I win anyway. It, it didn't make sense. Um, and then you have Hogan and Flair, which we kind of jumped in a bit on this during Years Bomber, but this was for the WCW title, Steel Cage, which was only one story. Like, it, it looked really, really small. Like, they could have jumped and been halfway out. Even Hogan and Flair, who sure. don't jump well. Um, and I didn't catch if it was for Hogan's career, but they did say it was for Flair's. It was yeah. for both. No, it was, it both. was both. Okay, okay. So I wrote down the Flair part. Um, but their cage was just a little baby one-story cage. It was cute. Um, 
WCW, though, always did a great job of selling how big it was to have Hogan face Fair and Flair in 94. Um, Bash at the Beach was amazing for that. Like, like Matt, you said, the fact that WWE just didn't do it anyway blows my mind. Because yep. they did it on house shows and thought it underperformed, and that was the problem. It's like, the, you need to put it in an arena. They'll show up, and it'll be an epic. Don't worry. Yep. And WCW figured that out. They made it work. They made it work both times. Um, I love the demeanor of the crowd. They loved it. And Bobby Heenan in 94 through 96 about hating Hogan and being like, look, I was right all along. Look how bad this man is. <laughs> is probably my favorite Bobby Heenan yeah. ever. Like, I told you all along, I knew it. It's like, oh, it's so good. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't write that otherwise. Um, but I think that I like how Floor was, or Flair was the best, but that's Hulk Hogan. That story yep. really worked well for me. I thought it worked good. Like, like you guys were saying, Flair kind of was in his formula and Hogan was in his, but I think in this and their first meeting, it still worked. Because um, Hogan treated Flair like the great rival he never had but always knew. And Flair just did his thing to a T, except also treating Hogan like it's Hogan. It was almost meta. Um, and But it would have worked. It never would have worked in WWE. It had to be in Flair's home to bring Hogan into that. that I think that's part of why it wouldn't have worked as well in WWE at the time anyway. Because Flair doing his thing wasn't as known. People who knew Flair knew Flair. So, anyway. Mm -hmm. In this era, Hogan won the first match, but... Legit, you didn't know who would win this second one because it wasn't like now. Oh, of course he's going to win. He's going to win. People probably figured Flair's going to win. Of course he is, or who knows, right? Um, that that figure four moment from that was amazing for that. But then shenanigans with Sherry and the masked man who was Brutus and the cage, which oh should god, be, can I say one thing real quick that I oh, yeah. completely forgot was yeah, it's telling that at least this was a solid match. Okay? It had a good crowd reaction. It had two legit main eventers. But I think it's almost symbolic. The moment that Brutus is revealed as the masked man, as WCW took a death dive. <laughs> Even though yeah. they're money-wise, they did great. Yeah. Uh, that was, to me, that was Hogan poisoning WCW and giving it like terminal cancer over the course of years and years and years. Because like, nobody wanted say that. A lethal dose of poison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wanted that. Nobody wanted nope. Brutus versus Hogan, and they were gonna fucking do like they were gonna do that no matter what. And it's and like, did. yeah, I know. And it's the it's butcher. like nobody nobody wanted it. That just yeah. that's the one thing I forgot to say. And you'll see our rants as we go. Sorry. Oh yeah. Um. No. no I, I agree with you. That. I mean, I didn't even watch that part of it because I knew that part happened. I'm like, I'm done watching this match tonight. It was bad. Um. But the whole thing with a cage to keep people from being interfered or interfering in it. It's cliche now, but in 94, it still kind of worked. But So this hap chaos happening, it's like, oh my god, even the cage can't contain them. It almost worked good, but it was still a mess, which is typical of all these. Um, it was fun and chaotic, but oh look, shenanigans, we're six for six. Um, the first match had the atmosphere, and this rematch really spun off of that, playing off things from the first, but eh. um, overall, I think I'm kind of surprised because this one and the Vader match are two of my favorites from the Halloween Havocs. Like, I like this era of WCW. This, this just before I started watching it, it's cool, some cool stuff. Um, Sting and Roberts was kind of garbage, though. Uh, I got to go with Vader, though. I love, I love me some Vader. I want more. I always, I, I like that. Um, if not for the fact that Hogan and Flair had so much interference, that one would have won. And Vader and Flair had those. 
deathmatch time things, like those almost killed each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'll pick Vader and Cactus over Hogan and Flair just in 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 that. So, not because of preference. I just I liked watching the Vader match more. So, all right. Well, that is three votes for Vader and Cactus Jack. Only one for Hogan and Flair, and zero for Sting and Roberts. Um. So moving on to the next match, we got Hulk Hogan. Oh, sorry, nineteen ninety five. Hulk Hogan versus the Giant, aka the Big Show. Um. Later years. Um. 1996, Hollywood Hogan, first time Hollywood Hogan appearance shows up, versus Randy Savage. Um, and 1997, Roddy Piper versus Halloween, Ho- Halloween Hogan. Wow. Halloween Hogan. <laughs> Hollywood Hogan in a cage match. Another cage match appearance here. Um, uh, Lee, how about you start this one off? Oh, my God. What a oh, fucking good. I get to bracket. start the last bracket. <laughs> what, what a fucking bracket this shit is. Jesus Christ. Hogan, Hogan, Hogan. Have fun. Okay. Okay, yep, Hulk Hogan versus the Giant. Earlier on the pay-per-view, they had their monster truck fight yes! where where the Giant fell off the C- Cabo Cobo Hall or whatever the fuck. Yep. Four stories high. Yeah, so they, they didn't even think he was going to show up for the match later on, and he shows up in, yeah, the Giant. Uh, big show. Absolutely goddamn terrible. And this is like, he's green as fucking shit. Like, he's a sugary shit. Big sugary fucking turd in the ring here and this is just everything in this is terrible hogan can't carry him the giant doesn't know what the fuck he's doing yeti comes out at some point or the yeti as they call them in the fucking <laughs> yeah and all kinds of other crap and interference and bullshit <laughs> it's just a terrible terrible match worth forgetting um if you had the displeasure of ever seeing it and it's just, it's garbage. Uh, moving on to Hogan versus Savage. Hogan comes out in his three ninjas wig for some reason. <laughs> I had a sponsor don't... of the movie. It had to talk about it. I mean, how to plug it. At one point, Savage steals the wig and puts it on. Yes. They stalled for, I think, a legit ten minutes before they even started doing anything in the match. And at that point, they just started trading punches. And... Honestly, this was just terrible. Like, this was really bad. It wasn't even a good brawl. It was just a lot of bullshit. And this was a good Halloween Havoc, too, 96. Like, the undercard was actually pretty decent. And this this almost sunk the entire fucking show. Because I actually went back and watched some of the matches from this show. Because I, I was looking at the card as I was looking the shit up on Wikipedia. I was like, oh, that match was on there. That match was on there. And then I watched this. I'm like, holy fuck. No wonder they fucking tanked out and lost. Hogan was just like, um, like Matt said, him and his buddies were just a fucking cancer to this company, man. They just they just killed it, choked it to death. And these main events are proof of that. It's, it was just terrible. And then we get to Roddy Piper versus Hollywood Hogan. Again, terrible bullshit. Um, but I did enjoy seeing Hogan at least bump for Piper. He actually... Uh, went out of his way to bump for Piper a little bit, surprisingly enough. Um, the cage, this cage looked hella dangerous. It looked like they were standing on spaghetti strands at, at yes. times. Like, my God, it, it looked like the cage... the whole time, yeah. It, it, it looked like a breeze could knock this fucking cage over. Um, there was lots of nonsense with the rules as far as the cage goes. The announcers didn't know what the fucking rules were. 
they they didn't make it clear what the fuck was going on. At some point, they got outside of the cage, but no one was declared the winner. I think it was because they supposedly went out the door at the same time or some shit, but I, I don't know. It was dumb. Um, the biggest thing was seeing Randy Savage get to the top of that fucking oh cage and do that crazy-ass... That crazy... Scary. Ass, that oh, crazy yeah. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't break his, like... He didn't, like, basically Sid, yeah. Sid his fucking leg <clears throat> right there, you know? Yeah. Like, just... <clears throat> And and he almost missed Hogan by a country mile too. He yeah. caught him on the top of the head, but otherwise it was like it looked bad. Yeah, Hogan had and, to like lean into it. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, then at the very end after the match was over, uh, by the way, like uh, wasn't for the title. So uh, even though Piper won, he didn't win the title. Um, uh, some fan ran in. Now whether this was oh yeah. Whether this was a work or a legit fan run-in, and I'm suspecting it was a legit fan run-in, my God, they beat the fuck out of that kid. And mm-hmm. and then the security guys were actually trying to pull him away from Hogan and Savage, beating the fuck out of him. When usually even the security guys would you know come in and take their shots. One of the fake stings actually held that kid down. Yeah, he for, was the first one bit. to grab him, yeah. Yeah. And there was all these fake stings out there, too. That was all kind of weird bullshit. I guess it was trying to keep Hogan in the cage. Uh, definitely wasn't keeping anyone out, out of the cage. Um, yeah, man, this is so hard. This is, like, probably the legit hardest one to pick because all three of these matches were just shit. Um, you know what? I'm going to go for Piper versus Hogan just because, actually, Piper could still work. Um, and when he was on offense beating Hogan, he looked pretty good. And Hogan did bump for him, but my and I guess the crazy shit in that with the big savage dive and the fan run in were at least interesting to watch compared to the other two matches, which were just death. I I, I want that time back. I feel bad having to waste my time watch those two matches. So, all right, uh, Scott, what you got? Um, okay, ninety five Hogan and Giant. Yeah, it's after that monster truck thing. Um. I did like Hogan. This was in his pre-NWO era where he was wearing black for a little bit. Um, Because he was like... He had like a match with Sting on Nitro in all black at one point. It was just this weird time where like he was like disillusioned. Um, It it was interesting, but didn't really go anywhere at the time. Um, But the whole thing was he came out there and be like, this this didn't go like I thought. Because he pushed off a giant off a roof with a monster truck. And then giant just comes out like nothing happened. And commentary is supposed to be selling it like it's like he's the undertaker and they're doing their best to do like oh he's a monster he's not human mm-hmm. but like there, there's no sign that he was even like anything like it was it was too no sell really um it just didn't work it was they said it was a five-story drop so yeah and if i remember correctly this was giants in ring debut yeah so yeah really um yeah, that was yeah, the story. He, this was his first award, match. And he was awarded the title the next and, night on Nitro. Oh, yeah, I'll get there. I think this was legitimately his, like, third match. Like, he had a dark match or two just to make... He can move, um, but, that like, they're not far off from his actual legit debut here. Hmm. Um, now, he's raw, but he has that weird impressiveness of, like, look, this is a 20-year-old giant man, so there is that. Um, but this was during Hogan's peak monster era of boringness in WCW. Like, I talked about how I started liking WCW stuff in 94, 95 when I started getting to watch it. But I love the undercards. But then, like, when they're main eventing with Hogan and Kamala on Saturday night, Clash of the Champions, it's like, what the fuck is going on? This is boring. 
And yet they got like Benoit and Guerrero and guys running around in that era too. It's like, yeah, this is cool. So this was during that time. Um, this match did not need to be over 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could have been done in 10. Um, but then Jimmy Hart did what Paul Heyman does to Brock a decade later and turns on Hulk to side with Paul White. <laughs> yes. China crazy. Um, Luger and Savage come out to save the day, but Luger turns on Savage just because and Hogan, and then yet Yeti did the dry hump in yep. the double bear hug. Uh, Giant wins by DQ and claims the belt. And I, I looked this up because I remember it happening. It was actually not the next Nitro the night after, but the week after. So, officially, what happened is Giant won by DQ because, technically, Jimmy Hart interfered and attacked Hogan. So, Hogan, yeah, so Giant, like, I forget how it worked, it worked. But Jimmy Hart was siding with him all along and caused the DQ so Giant could win by DQ for the title. So, but that wasn't on the show, so whatever. Um, uh, That's 7 for 7 with shenanigans and probably the worst ones we'd see. And also, it was just basically an NWO beatdown a year before the NWO. So, yeah, that was that, that one's easily in my bottom of the, the Halloween Havoc matches. So were the other two. So, yeah, Hogan and Savage, speaking of NWO bullshit, Hogan had a Jeff Jarrett slap nuts haircut. <laughs> and I didn't, I, I, it was funny, I didn't realize it was a wig until later. I'm like, of course it was. Um, but he wore that for like, a third of the match. It just yeah. kind of looked interesting. It, it was kind of funny. Me. I thought it looked pretty good for a win. Yeah, it, it worked in a weird way. Um, NWO Hogan in this era was kind of great because it was the ultimate career renaissance. And Hollywood Hogan's one of the best heels just in that with Heenan saying, I was right all along, like I said. Um, and doing matches like Piper and Macho and these, like y- you couldn't do these otherwise. You've got to play on decades of history. So it's kind of fun in that way. But then Macho stole the sunglasses and the wig, and admittedly, that's far more interesting than the match itself, because I found it very boring, even though Hogan and Macho from Mania 5 is probably one of Hogan's best, in my opinion, so this was this was weird. Um, Hogan was one of the great heels, but his matches were boring, even into this era. Um, Elizabeth looked nice. Uh, her tasselly dress was kind of cool. Always. Like, yes. that's, As always. that's, what I'm, that's the, the standouts from this match. Um, oh, yeah, then there was a ref bump, and crooked ref Nick Patrick came out, counted the three for Savage, but stopped at two because his neck hurt. Yeah, that's good. And then Giant came out to attack Macho, and Patrick counted the finish. So, yeah, that's shenanigans, eight for eight. Um, but at least Shivani, Heenan, and Dusty Rhodes were in agreement on getting ripped off. The thing to keep in mind here is this was directly competing with WWE at the time, which had Sid and Michaels and Brett and Stone Cold. So this is their competing product. That's where they started to lose this. That's why this I was war. watching WCW. Sorry, keep going. Oh my, what? No, no. <laughs> no just... Okay. Um, but then we go to 97, and it's Piper versus Hogan in the steel cage. Main eventing in 1997, literally two to three weeks after the first Hell in a Cell. With Michael's yeah. Undertaker at Bad Blood, Ground Zero, I forget the name. A, a bad blood. Bad blood. Um, I remember I was online at this point. I was in university, and the jokes for this was this match. That's hell in a cell. This is age in a cage. Mm, okay. <laughs> but okay. it it wasn't a baby cage like Hogan and Flair. No. It was a big one around the floor like a cell Fucking with no massive. roof. Yeah, but it had the big iron bars like the old blue cages. Yeah, but even it, bigger. It was, yeah, it was weird. Um, and one of the very first moves of the match, Piper bit Hogan's ass. Yeah, that was weird. And then it was a punch, kick, bite, brawl from there, 
with stings all over the place to keep Hogan from running yeah. and even scaring him from exiting the cage. I've not really described a wrestling match yet. Sure, this sets the stage for Starcade two months later, but Hogan had legitimately and cleanly, and this is a steel cage match, but, but even that, there was no outside fuckery here. He legitimately, cleanly beat Piper, and Sting cost him the match. The good guys kept the villain from cleanly winning. Was that way? So Savage came in after? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't even realize yes. that. Okay. Four Stings came out. Now, I like, like I said, I like Hogan versus his old adversaries, but he's the bad guy now. That's cool. But these are decades <laughs> later, and it's rough. Mm -hmm. um, Piper kicked out of two leg drops. He was on the belt when he got leg dropped, too. And then Savage, who's now part of the NWO, came out and interfered. And I wrote here, holy fuck that jump off the cage. Yep. Um, but he screwed up and hit Hogan, and Piper got Hogan in the sleeper and won. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't for the title, even though Piper had the belt when he came out, if I remember correct. Or he came out later for something with yeah, that. Yeah, he stole the belt. So. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But it was never, never really made clear until afterwards. It was like, oh, yeah, by the way. Um, but then... This is two months to go on the road to Hogan versus Sting with the ultimate redemption. And after like two years of Hogan Sting build up. That's and we have Piper winning as the conquering hero, but then gets beaten down, so it doesn't matter. So why are we gonna want to see Sting try when it's gonna happen to him anyway? And it kinda did. Um why not just have Hogan win? So Sting's victory is that much bigger. But the Sting stuff and Savage stuff make it nine consecutive shenanigan finishes. Um, after the match, though, Hogan and Savage mauled a fan who climbed in, and it was kind of great. So, <laughs> um, of all of these, it's a tricky one because I didn't like any. Hogan and Giant is just a, a dead fart. I, I, I didn't like it at all. Um, Hogan and Savage had some entertaining stuff that wasn't the match. And Piper and Hogan had some entertaining stuff that wasn't the match. So um, I got to go with Piper and Hogan, though, because it was the ultimate of the really? Hogan fights an old guy. But it's nostalgic. Okay. Here we go again. Um, I literally waffled on this in the Savage match. But all I remember from the Savage match was I liked how Liz looked and the wig was funny. I at yeah. least liked Savage's jump and some of the stuff in the Hogan-Piper match, ironically enough. Savage was better in his interference than his actual match. <laughs> so yeah, I go with 97 on that. Again, right. this is competing with like the first Hell in a Cell and shit like that. So yeah. So that's two for Piper and Hogan. Matt Zion, who are you going with here? All right, let me bring up my notes and the, 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 the thing and the putting it, the put it in the rape. All right. There it is. Uh, <laughs> here we go. So uh, yeah. Rape and these all, these all fucking sucked. <laughs> as, everybody, <laughs> as everybody's already said, yep. these all really fucking sucked. So I'm just going to stick to my notes. Hogan versus Giant. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> That's a good way to describe Giant, it. Giant is so young and in shape. Seriously, fuck Hogan. Once he showed up, the main events became completely uninteresting. Just the same old shit every time. This ending is one of the most random piles of shit finishes I have ever seen. So that's pretty much all I think about that. Okay. <laughs> Hogan versus Macho Man. LOL, Hogan's spiked hair. By the way, I really thought that that was his real hair. I yeah. don't know why, but I hey, did. It looked good. I said, I can't, I I can't get over uh, Hogan's hair. Uh, it's all I can pay attention to. <laughs> oh, never mentioned. Hogan had no mustache for the giant. Yeah. Man. Oh, he looked weird. That was weird. weird. But anyway. Yeah. Hogan uh, paying more attention to making puns than actually putting on a match. Like, every time he would Irish whip 
Macho Man, or if you had Macho on the ground, he's just like making corny insults. And it was just like, oh my god. And then it's revealed, uh, is it bad that I had no idea that that was fake hair? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Crowd is so hot for such a shit match. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hate Hogan so much. Miss Elizabeth looked smoking hot, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus, she looked cute. Like, she, the difference between her and Sherry is Sherry looked like a bad girl kind of hot, but, she, like, Miss Elizabeth, like, take your take her home to your parents kind of hot. Like, yeah, she that, was just. That dress was this weird pastel tassel-y looking thing. I can't yeah. even describe it. It was awesome. Uh, every fucking Hogan main event ends in a bullshit uh, finish, whether he's a heel or a face. Everyone. I why they can't just at least in WWE like he had clean finishes but every WCW that's because he had creative control I bet you they came to him and every time they're like all right here's what we're doing he goes no brother this is what we're doing gotta protect my brand it's like oh he's the worst Uh, Hogan versus Piper oh yeah Hogan versus Piper boring holy shit macho off the cage was dangerously high lol no title change (laughs) so So, was macho yeah, I was so, yeah, about to say, Macho was probably dangerously high as well. That's probably true. Uh, so that's two times then that Piper beat Hogan and the title just wasn't on the line, right? Uh, I believe so, yes. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Because he's got to be ex- the conquering hero. But they never explained why the title's not on the line. I don't like... Okay, the first time he beats him, mm. what was Starcade, right? So Starcade... Uh, 96? Beat, yeah, he beats him with, yeah. the, with, the, with the sleeper and... They never announced that it wasn't non-title. They just said it in the commentary. So the fans thought he like won the belt. So they're going nuts, and they're yep. like, "Oh no, it was non-title match." No, I remember Wait, that. What? I remember the seeing the results and thinking Piper's world champ. That's awesome. Piper. I mean, it's not, but cool. He's the world champ. And then it turns out, no, he's not. Yeah, and they, they listen. They, go ahead. Go listen ahead, to uh, sorry. If you listen to Kevin Sullivan's uh, podcast, he actually goes into detail about how at the time the guy who was running the company. He he didn't think he didn't think it was a good move to put the belt on Piper, but at the same time, Sullivan was trying to get was you know trying to champion Piper to get some wins against Hogan. So this was the compromise basically because Hogan was having nothing none of it as well. So, well, look at that crowd. The crowd loved Piper winning. So yeah, yeah, uh, and just <clears throat> just in general, like they like they know. I, I even back then the reaction to Piper not winning the title and them not announcing it wasn't for the title at their WrestleMania. Was pretty. It was there was a backlash. People were like, "What the fuck?" And so they did it again. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> With again two months to go before Sting. Yes. Like, can can uh, you imagine like like we're we're watching uh, a, a title match uh, on WWE like WrestleMania? Like we get you know what it doesn't matter. John Cena versus the Undertaker for the for what we think is the title. Like like Cena pins Taker, who's a champion, and then like after the fact, they're like, "Oh yeah, that, no, that wasn't a title match though." It would have been SummerSlam, but oh, car, <laughs> yeah. what car? Well, I mean, they did a Starcade. Oh, though. it's gonna get worse. Oh yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying is that like both both times, just dude, Carney as fuck. All these were terrible. Uh, the only reason I'm gonna pick Hogan and Macho for my winner is Miss Elizabeth looked hot as fuck. But <laughs> all three of these matches can go fuck themselves. Fuck Hogan. Fuck they, God, dude, he is the lonely reason why WCW fucking died. He killed... He basically went in there and drained them of all of their blood and then went off laughing with all his piles of money and then got divorced and lost it all. Okay. I'm looking forward to starting the third bracket, uh, bracket here, the fourth oh, bracket. I want to go oh, first, by the way. Man. I can't, please. No, Reason I haven't gone first yet. Come on, come on. All right, so... This- 
I have I have to do it though, because no. there's, there's a reason why I have to do it. Right. Oh, so, it better be good. I haven't even went here yet, so let me go here and get okay. my pick. Because right. it better be good, man. Because we oh, don't okay. even we don't even know who's gonna advance here yet. So first of all, 1995, Hogan the Giant. All right, and here it begins. Um, <laughs> this is gonna be unpopular, but I didn't think this match was that horrible. Okay. Now the ending. The, no, hold on. Let me. <laughs> the ending. I, I'm with you. It just didn't need to be half. The ending was horrible. The ending, yes. The ending was absolutely horrendous. But I think the giant. First of all, the commentators did a very good job talking him up as a giant. Like, how is he still here? How is he doing this? How is he not dead? He fell off a roof. I think they did a pretty good job with that. Now the giant was super fucking green. I don't know if you guys noticed, but there was a quick spot in the match where uh, Hogan grabbed the giant's hand and placed it on his own throat to choke him in the corner. I don't know if you saw that. That literally happened in this match. Hogan, I don't know the timestamp. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you. But he grabbed, he literally reached out, grabbed his hand, and reached it up and put it on his own throat. Like, so obvious, so like, not even trying to hide it. I thought that was really fucking weird. Not not to jump on your, your thing here, Bomber, but that happens all the time with choke slams and stuff, too, with guys like Sid and Taker. They always grab it and put it on their own throat. Gotcha. Happens a lot. Okay. <laughs> I've seen it quite a bit. Well, that's one thing that kind of, like, was a little jarring to me that, that kind of popped out. But, but, yeah, in the corner for that? Yeah, okay. And... Actually, I think for real, the only complaint besides the ending was that the match was too long. I, for real, the match I don't think was very bad. Hogan always, okay, usually has a good match against a giant competitor, usually. And he, he those are like his fucking matches. That's his goddamn bread and butter. They were building off some of the stuff. Obviously, Hogan versus Andre at WrestleMania 3, where as soon as the match started, Hogan went for the body slam and couldn't do it. But later on, at the end of the match, he got him up, slammed him down. The crowd went fucking ballistic. Um, I think they did a pretty good job in the actual, from the beginning, the start of the bell, to all the way up until the fucking ending. I think... It was a pretty good worked match for what it was. Um, the ending, yes, fucking stupid. Luger, Macho coming out, everybody, the Yeti coming out. It, it, yeah, it was all fucking stupid, yes, and it was all muddled down and just dumb. I, I give you 100% with that. Um, now, moving on, Hogan Savage. I, I, I'm surprised you guys didn't even mention this yet. I don't know if anybody else noticed that watched this show. Uh, it was sponsored by Slim Jim because the goddamn mm -hmm. Slim Jim logo was on everything Everywhere. Oh, it's, that's Halloween Havoc. I know. That happens, that happens a lot. It dude. happens a couple times. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is the first oh, yeah, one. Yeah. Everywhere. Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc. Absolutely. Yep. I was just, I was alongside you guys. Had no idea that was a wig. Uh, it looked awesome. I loved how he took it out and shoved it in uh, Hogan's mouth at one point. That was pretty much the highlight of this match for me. But the big takeaway I got from this match, besides Elizabeth was hot as well, um, was, guys, this is the epitome. A lot of people, when they think back, Hogan was a pretty good bad guy as Hollywood Hogan. This was, um, no, this this was the big, he is a horrible chicken shit heel. Because I know a lot of you, like, as you guys were talking about it, um, how the match was boring and whatnot, right? I think it's mainly because of how chicken shit Hogan was playing his character. He was always backing down, always running away. His acting was extremely over the fucking top. It looked really bad. It was one of the courteous performances on the whole goddamn tournament bracket that we're doing if not ever and i think that's what really fucking took the match away 
and made it a shit show. Um, was he just fucking played chicken shit heel fucking horrible. And yeah. So um, after to me, the highlight of the uh, not the highlight of the match, but the highlight of what we watched was when Piper came out and fucking after the match. And it was like he was shooting on him. That was like real shit. That was cool. Um, but again, not part of the match. So whatever. If you guys haven't seen that, it's really awkward. Go back and watch after that match. Uh, Piper versus Hogan. It's funny how it led up to the, the next year. They fought again. Um, or they fought. Ah, man. I, this match was really forgettable for me. Um, I don't remember anything besides them being at the very top of the cage, like straddling the top of the cage, me thinking that they're going to fucking die. Uh, oh, and then, yeah, Savage jumping off the cage, thinking he's going to die. But I don't know, guys. It was another... Uh, Handcuff job at the end. Uh, Piper got handcuffed. Second time we've seen that already. We saw Mr. T get handcuffed. But I don't know, man. This this match was just boring as shit. Nothing really happened. I really didn't care. Hogan was a better heel character here than he was in the previous match uh, against Savage. But I don't know. And the fan coming in, it looked fucking no. If it was real, I'm so confused. They cut to a camera and it pans over and watches the fan jump the guardrail and climb the cage. So I can't. I mean, I just can't believe that that was real. And it just, if it was fake, what was the point of it? He um, just got in the ring and they just beat him up and it just ended. Yeah, no, I can I can answer that a little bit. WCW wasn't doing what WWE was at the time of turning the camera away. They didn't. Yeah. They hadn't learned that yet, so they would film it. And it would not surprise me if the camera guys and directors didn't know if it was legit or not, because there were literally four stings. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I don't probably, know. The guy had face paint. They, well, they literally. Well, the they thing might that threw action. me off was they cut That's that era. So it was. It threw me off because it cut to him jumping the rail and then climbing up. So that was the the weird thing for me. But either way, they like they handcuffed um, Piper to the cage, and you're like, okay, well, what? Where is this gonna go? Nothing happened. It just, uh, all right, and we're out of here. We're out of time. It was like, okay, it just, I don't know, man. That just, it was fucking stupid. So, obviously, I'm going way out there, and I'm saying my favorite match was Hogan versus Giant. I know that's something that's fucking weird to say, but I think it was actually a lot better than uh, uh, people think as far as how the match was worked. But Like a prior your mind. spoke. No, I, I kind of understand where you're coming from. It's the least clusterfucky. Of yeah. a match? Well, except for so the, end. the ending was the that. ending was horrible. The ending was horrible. The but again, bad, but, but again, all three of these matches were shit, and I'm glad to see yeah. at least each of the horrible matches got a vote. So I'm voting for Hogan Giant. That means one for Hogan Giant, one for Hogan Savage, and two for Piper Hogan. So Which advancing is blew Roddy my Piper. mind when I looked at the list. I was like, Hogan Piper is going to be the worst. I'm like, oh, it wasn't actually all that bad. Yeah, and it, and it was, <laughs> okay. it was still fucking shit. So, Matt, but, you want to go first for this one, even though I should well, be. I have one, I I have one sentence. Let me just okay. do one sentence. I don't want to review everything. I just I made okay. a mistake that will be funny. So All right. So, funny. here, let me do, do your thing. Do let, you, me, okay. let me I'll get into it real quick. Here we go. Uh, so, for the next match, we got 1998 Goldberg <laughs> versus DDP. Then we got ni- uh, 1999 Sting versus Goldberg. And then 2000, we got Goldberg versus Chronic. Made up of Brian Adams and Brian Clark. All right, Matt Zion, what do you have to say here? All right, just right, I'm just going to read my first couple of sentences, and you'll understand why I wanted okay. to say this first. So my notes here. Match 10, Hogan versus Warrior, kill me. 
<laughs> Giant got fat. Best botch standing ever. Oh my god, wait, this isn't the main event? Yes! Okay, yep. there we go. Now there you, you go. Scott. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Right. So, Scott, so who do you I'll, got then? I'll address a bit of that. So, here's the one match I had seen uh, Goldberg and Page WCW title. Um, this was awesome. Uh, I've said before, I love Goldberg, and 98 Goldberg was just flat out awesome. Um, he and Page went all out. It was a great clash of two faces. First time for Halloween Havoc, as we've seen here. So, just went nuts and went at it. Um, also, it's not Goldberg versus a bad guy, which had been how his whole thing had been going up to this point. It's just two guys who want to be world champ. And WCW was able to promote this as who can stop Goldberg? Bad guys? Good guys? Does it matter? Who knows? So that was awesome. Um, even Heenan talked about it during the commentary. I actually thought they showed Paige looking away, but Heenan said during Goldberg's entrance, DDP isn't looking at the screen. He's like face down in the corner, not paying attention to it. He probably doesn't even hear the music. <laughs> kind of how like the the Goldberg's entrance was the mystique in a Mike Tyson way where you've lost before you even have the match. Mm -hmm. And DDP was avoiding that. And that's just Bobby Heenan saying something on commentary. That's awesome. Um, it, it really built everything up. And then their stare down and scuffle out of the ring was just cool as shit. And DDP jawjacking makes me think we're missing out on an Enzo is DDP's son angle. Oh right my now. God. But anyway. That would be amazing. <clears throat> anyway, um, the match was breakneck in a way that Vader Cactus had, except without the pauses. But it is weirdly similar because it's the same thing. A durable, scrappy, rough guy versus the unstoppable monster. So, interesting parallel there. Um, the jackhammer to the diamond cutter was awesome. And just exemplified how good that crowd was because they loved both and cheered for both. And I think this is my fave match of both guys. And one of the better 10-minute matches I can think of. It was just fun. I love this stuff. Um, it was definitely a coming-up party for DDP as well as a main eventer because... He went on to being a three-time world champ after this, and really the first time he showed Goldberg could actually go and have a proper match under the right circumstances, um, and was literally a great palate cleanser after the prior three Hogan matches, because, yeah, the Hogan yeah. flair was also there, but yeah. this was amazing. And as I put in my notes here, and Hogan Warrior, if you remember from the event. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Um, but also, here's the cool thing. It was a clean finish. There it this is. This is the first Halloween Havoc. Was this the 10th match? Yeah. The 10th or 11th? Um, tenth, the 10th yeah. one, because there's 12. This was the 10th, and it's the first to have a clean finish. And good guys won multiple times in these prior matches. But WCW shenanigans still happened, because they thought they could do anything. And I read this in Bischoff's book. They ran so far past their PPV time, most people saw Hogan Warrior as the main event. So WCW re-aired this match on Nitro the next night. Yeah. So, Yeah. Um, and then we have two more Goldberg matches that were three minutes each. Sting and Goldberg for the WCW title. Or is it? Oh, God. Um, oh. This was a cluster of circumstances because Sting beat Hogan to retain the title when Hogan laid down for him in a three-second match on Halloween Havoc. Yeah. And Goldberg was feuding with Millennium Mad Sid Vicious, if you remember that, for the U.S. title, winning his second title in the process when Sid was bleeding too much and they stopped it. Yeah. So Sting came out to close the show in an open challenge, and Goldberg answered it. And as Goldberg came out, they announced it being for Sting's title. But Shivani's like, oh, it's not for either belt. Or is it? Wait. Wait, what do you mean it's not? Thanks for telling us. Yeah. So that made it sound like Goldberg thought it was for the title. And didn't know that. And won in three minutes. Now, normally I'd be all for a three-minute Goldberg sprint, but 
this literally was punch, kick, brawl without any of the cool fun stuff until no. Sting speared him. He got up and spin kicked him. Three splashes, leapfrog, spear, jackhammer, win. Like it was, it was a boring three minutes for Goldberg. I don't know how that's possible, but it was. Um, and then he's announced as champion. And commentary's like, what are you talking about? No, it's not. Or is it? It is. Oh, who knows? I, that's literally how the commentary went for this. It was bullshit. And then more clusterfuckery happens because on Nitro, they confirmed it was non-title, but because Sting attacked the ref, they vacated it, and that led to mayhem with Brett winning and that stuff. So, yeah, that was WCW shenanigans of the worst kind. Um, and then you have the match in the dying days of WCW, Goldberg versus Chronic, yes. a handicap elimination match, which was a streak career threatening match. Um, somehow Booker T versus Steiner was not the WCW title main event. Um, that did end in a DQ bullshit finish. So you still have that. This literally has Goldberg defeating two time WCW tag team champions, crush and Adam bomb. <laughs> doing their APA ripoff, and he been pinned both handily. The entrance is literally longer than the match. Yep. <laughs> also, it came out and said, Goldberg's not cleared, he can't win, declare us winners by default, so the ref did, and then he is cleared, here comes Goldberg. And he literally just comes out and spears them, and there's a table spot. And I, my last note here is, man, WCW was shit in its dying days. Um, that match is still better than the Sting match, because at least he speared him through a table, and that looked neat. But really, there's no way either of those compared to Goldberg versus Page. That one, I'll just say right now, is probably my favorite of all these matches, so I want to see where this goes. Goldberg-Page, easily. All right. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt Zion. So, <clears throat> yeah, just to really put put this into perspective, fuck Hulk Hogan. <laughs> 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 Jesus Fucking cr- the reason why DDP and Goldberg, I mean, I, it may may have still been this short because Goldberg didn't do long matches, but they were rushed, and uh, you could feel it. But right. I kind of think that made it better a little bit because yes. it it gave it energy. And but Hogan and Warrior went so fucking long that like DDP and Goldberg got no time, and they and the Hogan Warrior match was the worst. It oh my god, it was fucking awful, and of course. Shenanigan finish. <laughs> Jesus. Did, did you accidentally did you watch the Hogan Warrior? I match watched the this? whole thing. Oh, yeah. God, no. I, that was I told those notes, that whole like kill oh. me and best botched ending ever. Like I was being I watched the whole fucking match. No. I was like, this is Oh my god. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so DDP versus Goldberg, here are my notes. DDP is amazing. Making Goldberg look like money while still making himself look good as well, which is something a lot of people can't do nowadays. Uh, love Page going for all the quick pins, which was really cool. Like he's trying to, I said, trying to catch uh, the monster off guard. Did, the victory. Yeah, he he realizes he can't beat Goldberg in a power play. Like there's no way you're gonna be able to do that. So he's trying to use his wrestling knowledge to beat Goldberg instead and catch him off guard. Loved it. Um, this match is amazing. It said uh, match was so refreshing. Fuck Hogan. It was so nice to see a, an actual finish to a match. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it was so nice. This match is spectacular, and uh, I am going to be voting it through to the end because this was the best match out of all of them. It's just so good. Man, both these guys. I mean, Goldberg was one of those people where he generally wasn't very good uh, unless he was with somebody who could carry him, and DDP was masterful in carrying Goldberg to a uh, a finish here. That diamond cutter counter was so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Damn, man. Diamond Dallas Page was, was one of my favorites for a reason. So 
I love it. That's, this match was great. Uh, Goldberg versus Sting. Here are my notes. This feels like a mess. Was this actually planned for the show? That was weird, but still better than all the Hogan made events. Oh my god. <laughs> no, no. LOL, the announcer said no title is on the line, but he still wins the title at the end. Uh, yeah, this that was just a mess. Poor Sting deserved better if he was going to drop the title. Uh, especially Goldberg Sting. I know I, they'd had other matches before this, right? This wasn't their first encounter. Yeah, Slamboree 98, I yeah, think it was. So, yeah. like, but still, like, this should have been like a 30-minute match, but it feels like they just jobbed Sting out to Goldberg because they didn't know what else to do. Uh, yeah, it was not good at all. It was the worst one of the, the, the three. Goldberg Chronic. Why is this the main event? Ha 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 What shit? <laughs> it's yep, terrible. That's a good way to describe, yeah. Yeah, what, why, again, why wasn't they, I remember, this is a part, this is the time of WCW where I was actually watching. I would watch in between uh, WWF's mm -hmm. commercial breaks and stuff, and I remember them pushing Booker T down our throats. If they were so dead set on making Booker T like the new rock for WCW, why didn't he main event? I don't understand why, like, why wasn't it him and Scott uh, at the end? But uh, Chronic, I don't know why, but I liked them a lot during this era, and now I look at them and I'm like, they make no sense. <laughs> they, their name is about smoking weed, but they have barbed wire all over themselves, and they dress like like male hookers. Like, I don't, <laughs> don't know why I liked them so much. Uh, match was whatever. It, it was just whatever. Uh, Goldberg, I, I'd say this, Goldberg looked really good. Goldberg looked like a fucking monster, mm -hmm. but they sacrificed probably one of their hottest tag teams at the time in order to make it happen. So, I I don't know. Just fucking, fucking terrible all around. So, <laughs> DDP and uh, Goldberg easily gets the win here. Uh, that that was, goddamn man, that is a pleasure to watch. Go go see that if you've never seen it before. It had, it, it was probably one of the best WCW matches of all time. I was going to say, on that, it's not just because the other matches here are shit. It's just also really good. <laughs> yeah, it's it would be similar to, like, watching... Face Rock versus Face Austin at WrestleMania 17. Like, seeing two of the biggest mm -hmm. faces in the company go at it and just go balls to the walls. I just wish it was a little longer. Give it another five minutes. A little bit more DDP offense of trying to keep uh, creative ways of keeping Goldberg to the mat. Uh, but it's great. All right. Uh, I'll jump in real quick. Yeah, DDP, Goldberg, obviously. Yes, great. Not going to go in on that that much. Uh uh, some things that I took from it, man, Goldberg, everything about him, this is, this was, he was the perfect specimen. His entrance, fucking, uh, look, demeanor, fucking, you want to go aura? He had it a fucking oh, yeah, aura. Yeah, there you he, go. Yeah, he, do he it. He fucking had it all, okay? I have one point, though. He had juice shoes. He, <laughs> he <laughs> what the fuck? Fuck. He's he's tiny, tiny little shoes always annoyed me. I so it. I was called like, right now. Juice shoes. He almost had the star of David on the back of his trunks, but WCW shot that down. That's real. Uh -oh. Oh, fuck, I didn't know. Yeah, that. he should have had boots. If he had boots, I think he would look a little more intimidating. The little shoes, they looked cute rather than intimidating. That was my only complaint. Though. Other than those, that, he was made fine. me think of like Dan Severn UFC style, like a little yeah. more legit I thing. That, yeah. I think that might have been it, but yeah. But so uh, everyone um, knows the most badass Jew in wrestling was Barry Horowitz. Uh, <laughs> moving on here, um, we got man DDP. He played the fucking the underdog, the fucking scraggly, gonna fight, not gonna give up. He fucking played that so well here in this match. And even though it was short, it was fucking good. And for a split fucking second, for a split second during this match. You, when you're watching it, even though you know who won, even though you know the outcome, everybody in that crowd, you're like, wait a minute, 
DDP's got a fucking chance here. With that fucking perfect counter, he came down with the jackhammer, brought it down to the diamond cutter. It looked amazing. Everybody came unglued, jumping up, screaming. One of the biggest pops uh, I I can recall seeing in WCW. Um, now, having said that, I really like how they I don't that's probably not the right way I just said that but anyway I really like how they actually told more of a story besides the underdog story here Goldberg hit he went for like a he went for the spear and DDP moved and like rammed the shoulder in the post again they worked some of the shoulder a little bit that's what that's what prevented him from getting uh going for one of the jackhammers he was going to do and I like how <laughs> Three of these matches, I noted this here, uh, three of the matches in this entire bracket actually worked a shoulder because of somebody slamming their shoulder into the steel post. Uh, Ron Simmons match with Lex Luger. Ron Simmons hit the post. Jake Roberts did it, and then Goldberg again, which is pretty interesting. Uh, I just noted that. Um, But, yes, match was amazing. Um, This cemented DDP as the fucking guy. In WCW, top faces, but yeah, moving on. Sting Goldberg, I had to fucking do some research on this shit because I was like, why the fuck is this so shitty? And guess what? <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but guess what I found out? This was the first pay-per-view under Vince Russo. Yep. Oh, yep. I didn't realize that was the timing that, of it. Okay, yep, that's what it was. This was Vince Russo's first pay-per-view in the whole Hogan coming out. Everybody was like, is this real? Is this real? Nope. It's all, it was all planned. Vince Russo wanted to come out, lay down, do all that bullshit, come out. So as Zion was kind of talking about, was this planned? Uh, yeah. Vince Russo planned this. Um, yep. Uh, the match was sloppy as fuck. Even like they couldn't hit a, a clothesline properly. There was an awkward clotheslines. Sting looked pissed during the match. So that's what I, I fucking love. He like looks at the camera and makes some fucking, uh, like there was no ref originally, and he just looked pissed. He's like, "We gonna have a ref out here? What are we doing?" What he just looked like he was fucking over it. Um, I kind of thought that was hilarious, but the commentators didn't know what the fuck was going on. Title, no title. Uh, apparently, the referee. I didn't see the whole pay per view, but I mean, I think I did watch it when it happened. But again, so fucking long ago. But the ref apparently was knocked out earlier or something, and when he came back in, they were like, "Wait a minute! Oh." I guess he's back. He's doing all right now. It was just a clusterfuck. Um, I even wrote this down. Uh, my favorite line from commentary was after when they were signing off, they said, it's been a breathtaking night, and that's as good as I can describe it. <laughs> I just <laughs> thought that was uh, fucking fitting. Um, but going to Goldberg Chronic, I also was a fan of Chronic. I totally was involved in WCW. I watched it the same amount as I did WWF at the time. Um uh, I, I don't know what it was. You're right. They, not, nothing worked now that I think about it, but I really did like chronic and obviously I like Goldberg and his career was on the line. They did the stupid, stupid fucking corny. Oh, he's not gonna, he's not gonna make it. He's not clear. And then they cut to the back and they're like, Oh, okay. He's clear. He's good to go now. It's like, it just looked really fucking dumb. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't pulled off. Good. Uh, two minute match here, whatever Goldberg fucking speared, uh, Clark threw a table, I think it was, and that's it. Penned him. Done. Over. Uh, but I did note WCW, WWF did a little comparison here. I had to look it up. Uh, for the, the month of uh, whatever, on October, uh, No Mercy, WWF No Mercy, the main event was The Rock versus Kurt Angle, where Kurt Angle won the world title from The Rock. So uh, this was the opposite. This was what WCW was doing at that point in time, Goldberg versus Chronic. So that's always fun to look at. But, yeah, dog shit. Um, easy, uh, DDP, Goldberg, uh, Lee, who you got? 
Okay, Goldberg DDP. This is legit Goldberg's best match ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is all thanks to DDP. I mean, uh, he, he learned from Savage very well to basically plot out his matches beforehand. So he and Goldberg, no doubt, practiced this match several times over. And when they got the word that, uh, oh, we're cutting your match down to 10 minutes because fuck Hogan, um, they, they hustled. They, 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 they fucking uh, they, they switched it up a little bit. They probably cut some stuff out. Uh, but they still had good psychology. They had a good story. Uh, Matt uh, plotted that out fairly well. And, yeah, fucking great fucking match, man. Uh, legit one of the best uh, matches in the 90s for WCW. And just just great stuff right across the board. Uh, I wish it was longer. It would have been fun to see, like, a 20-minute match out of these two. Because I think uh, DDP could have kept kept it going because he was doing some interesting Matt stuff as well like keeping Goldberg down and shit so it was pretty good um, Sting versus Goldberg this was just a result of Vince Russo's crappy booking on a shittily booked show to start with and uh, nobody gave a fuck at this point like you can just you can just tell no one gave a shit like you could see that Sting did look legit yeah. pissed off and mad that you know fuck this crap what am I doing and yeah it's just it was just terrible, and anyone who defends Vince Russo is a fucking moron, basically. Uh, I don't care if any of our listeners out there are Vince Russo fans. If you defend Vince Russo, you're a fucking moron. I got uh, I got in on it with him on Twitter one time. I had like a like a war back and forth. Aren't you uh, I might be now. I haven't checked, but um, I, we got it. We we got into it over uh, Kevin Owens and him saying that Owens couldn't draw a dime, and I was like, "Go fuck yourself." And he Mr. actually Bro. replied. He replied. It was so we had like at least I'd say like five or six sentences back and forth where he mark? was trying to, yeah, 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 oh yeah, of course. I, because I had an opinion. I'm I'm a mark and I don't know the business and I'm like yeah and that's why like you don't have a job and nobody cares about you. You fucking idiot. Listen, bro. Listen, bro, bro. It's the work, bro. It's a thick <sighs> business, bro. You don't know what sells, bro. Yeah, yeah, he's something special. So <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. Um, Goldberg versus Chronic. What I have written here is death by Chronic shits. That's basically it. That's <laughs> that's that's my note for that so one. You so you weren't a Chronic yeah. fan back in the day, is what you're saying? No, I wasn't a Chronic fan. Oh. They were just generic and garbage, and I didn't give a fuck. Uh, so yeah, Goldberg DDP goes through. All right, there you go. All four for Goldberg DDP going on to the second round. Let's do it. Um. All right, 1989, Ric Flair and Sting versus the Great Muda and Terry Funk in the Thunderdome match. Going against 1993, Big Van Vader, Cactus Jack, Texas Deathmatch. Uh, Scott, how about you do it again? Start off. Uh, sure. Um, as much as I said I liked Vader and Cactus, uh, Flair Sting versus Muda Funk was just so much better. It was more cohesive. Even though it had some weird stuff going on, how it was kind of distractionary and uh, a bit of a mess in that NWA way, which is not even a negative or a knock, don't get me wrong, but it just, that lended credibility in a weird way to it. Um, it was a better mess than the Vader Cactus stuff was, I find. That was just a legit poor decision <laughs> on the way the Texas Death uh, thing worked. Mm-hmm. And the title, and that. That's that's my opinion there. So I actually like the Thunderdome match better than Vader and Cactus. Even though that was an amazing brawl, I'm going with that tag match. All right. Uh, I'll jump in. Um, man, I uh, 
I, I really didn't care too much for either one of these matches. The the Vader match, Cactus Jack match, I mean, the like I said, the only thing I really liked from it were the punches and how they were real, and Jack got busted open uh, hard way, and it looked fucking vicious. But, like, there was even a table spot that looked fucking... It was like, why did they even do that? They brought a table into the ring, and Cactus Jack threw Vader onto the table, and he just, like, flopped. Like, he, like, hit it and bounced off and fell on the ground. It, I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. That's different, but I don't know, man. Uh, and as I already said about the first match, Flair and the Thunderdome match, it was fucking too sloppy for me to like get into really. So this is probably one of the toughest decisions for me to pick for the this entire tournament so far. But I think I'm going to give it to Vader and Cactus Jack based off of the their the punches. <laughs> I think the the punches are gonna do it for me. The real fucking blows. Um, I I I love everybody in the Thunderdome match, but it just it just didn't do it for me. Both of these matches, when I looked at the like what we're gonna watch, I was excited for both of these matches that we have here, and both of them failed big time miserably for me. So I'm going Vader and Cactus Jack uh, Lee. What you got? Yeah, I gotta go for the Thunderdome match. I mean. A shitty gimmick aside, at least it didn't have the super crappy ending of a Vader Cactus Jack one, and it it, it definitely wasn't slow at That's any point. True. Even even when you had two guys crawling around the fucking cage being fucking morons, uh, you still had something going on in the ring. And I didn't mind the ending, you know, like it, it it's kind of a it's kind of a bit of a cheap ending, but at the same time, at least it logically looks like it could make sure. sense and it could happen, you know? So, I mean, it's got that going for it. And, I mean, you, you legit have uh, three of the greatest workers ever and one really good one uh, all just doing their best to entertain and is the really good fun. one Is the really good one Ric Flair? No, the really good one's Sting. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get out uh, some fucking... <laughs> the fuck? Shane McMahon's not in this match, so, you know. Should have been. It would have been a fucking better match, I promise you that. Yeah, because Terry Funk probably would have killed that stupid fuck. That would have been great. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so, yeah, first match. Let's go. All right, there we go. Uh, that's two for the Thunderdome. Um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. The ending was way better for the Thunderdome match than it was, but I think the other one was better. But, uh, Zion, who you got? Yeah, no, I mean, Big Van Vader and Cactus Jack is the room. It's not good. It's just entertaining, whereas <laughs> Ric Flair I can't and Sting compare versus... that to the room. No, it, I see what it's I agree. It's so it, yeah. bad, man. They're trying. It's because it's like hearing Tommy it's Wiseau say a line. It like he thinks it's so brilliant and it's going to be so good and it just doesn't work. Uh, that, that's how I feel about that. So I did not shock Cactus. I didn't. <laughs> I did not. Rick... <laughs> Hi, Mark. That's <laughs> Ric Flair. <laughs> And Sting versus the Great Mood and Terry Funk, I really do actually, despite its faults, it does have it. It's not a perfect match, but I felt it was a very, very fun match. I liked it a lot, so I'm going for that one. All right, that's going to be three to one. The Thunderdome match will advance over Big Van Vader and Cactus Jack. So on the other side of the bracket, we have, let me scroll over because I don't have the years. There we go. Um... Uh, this is going to be a coin toss, I feel it. Roddy Piper in Hollywood Hogan, 1997, going against the very next year. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> coin toss. 
the very next year, Goldberg DDT uh, DDP 1998. Uh, I'm gonna go first. Can you fucking imagine if Roddy Piper and Hogan goes over Goldberg and DDP? Oh, I mean, yeah, it, let's it, just go ahead so and gonna, put that where it needs to it's be. It's gonna come down to the coin toss here, uh, possibly. You, I'm gonna. You've already put it as the winning spot. They can't see it because they, they, they can't hear the audio. It, yes, I, they can't see it. But obviously, uh, I'll just say yes. Goldberg, DDP, an amazing match. Piper, Hogan, a horrible match, which was not as good as Hogan versus the Giant. So I'm going to pick Goldberg, DDP. Uh, Matt Zion, go. The only thing I would say is, yeah, Goldberg, DDP might be one of the best WCW matches of all time. Uh, so it's great. The It's telling that Hogan was so prominent in these main events. And he on, the only reason he made it to the next round is because three of his shitty matches were in the same bracket. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Anything. I mean, even like Sting and Sid Vicious had been broken up one of these brackets, I would have voted for Sting and Sid Vicious. That's how fucking garbage Hulk Hogan's <laughs> matches are in WCW main events. Like, this... Oh, fuck you, Hogan. Like, this made me actually hate him. I never hated him before. Really? <laughs> but I've only ever seen his... Like, basically his WWF stuff or WWE stuff. So this actively made me see that the, he is a piece of shit, and I totally understand why no. on the uh, podcast I listened to on... Um, I'm, why am I forgetting their names right now? Uh, the one, the British guys that I've done work with before, and all no, of a sudden I'm completely fucking forgetting it. No, but no they, call him, uh, they call him Cunt Hogan. <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> he's he does he, the OSW review uh, is an amazing one. I'll right. actually link you guys. Now, they're they're fantastic. You know we were on the same network as them, right? Back in the day, do you remember no, that? No, I. They were no. on we when we were on the TWR network. They were also on the TWR network. Okay. By the way, well, I, I've done I've done a guest spot for them before. I'm a big fan of their very nice guys. Um, the the Noggers. But uh, dude, Hogan. Every finish that happened, everything that took place, only benefited Hogan and nobody else ever. Like it, like, yeah. like, it blows my mind. Like, you look at examples of Piper, right? They're like, oh, well, I mean, he put Piper over twice. Yeah, but he never lost the title, and he, and he did it by, like, shady means or something. Like, he just never laid down for anybody ever in WCW. Like, he just wouldn't do it. Just, Jesus, fuck, man. His... His program was Sting. Maybe one day we'll do like a Starcade thing. But it's the, the ending to that. That was a year long buildup with Hogan and Sting. Yeah. And this motherfucker still made it boring and terrible, so that he would look good at the end. Like, go oh, fuck off, Hulk well, Hogan. Ugh. So uh, I will say, I, the whole time, obviously everybody's shitting on Hogan in here, but um, I heard everybody's saying like he's the reason the company died and stuff like that. Um, Probably that may be true, but he also is one of the big reasons why they had that huge resurgence too with the NWO thing. So well, because he, cause he got people to him, watch. No, he got he got people yeah, to watch. And what happened is he brought over like what this is what I'd argue. He brought people over that were huge fans of his in WWF, right? He brought over like the when they brought Macho, basically the entire like, WWF could have kept Hogan, Macho, and all those guys on top for another four or five years, and they would have been fine. But they didn't, and because of that, they're still around today. They would, they'd be going through the same problems that WCW did, where they just kept the same bullshit people on top, they never rotated in new people, and you get tired of seeing the same old shit all the time. So, yeah. But Hogan, Hogan having creative control, 
was the worst possible thing they could have done. They gave they yeah. gave him more money than he made ever as a professional wrestler, and yet he still couldn't keep the company uh, in like basically put the company first before his fucking ego. Fuck you, Hulk Hogan. Right. So I don't. Did you officially pick your winner for this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Roddy Piper versus Hollywood Hogan. No. Okay. <laughs> I know. Uh, Goldberg versus DDP is is my pick to win the whole thing. Scott, so. just so we're official, uh, what is your vote for this match? Uh, Piper Hogan, obviously. No, it's Goldberg DDP, one of the best WCW matches ever. Um, to say to what Matt was saying though, with Hogan, like Hogan lost that match with Piper, yeah. clinging for kind of. Um, like no one, like Sting kept him in the cage. Macho came no, in and me. fucked it up, so it wasn't great. Yeah, his own interference screwed up, so Piper stole the win. Yes, that's right. I, um, but Piper got him with the sleeper, and at the end of it, though, he's getting an NWO style beatdown. It's like, but Hogan lost. But the last thing we see is Hogan winning. Like he made the losses not matter, and that that was two years or that was two months prior to the Sting feud ending. Sorry, match happening. It didn't end, as we all know. Um, the thing we were saying about Hogan coming in, he brought them more notoriety than ever before when he came in in 93, when he signed it and had the match in 94. Mm-hmm. And that was huge and epic and amazing. And the moneyed people saw that and went, well, let him do whatever then. It's clearly it's going to work. And that's when things went the wrong way. Yeah. And it just started to tank from there. So it's, yeah. It's a, bo- it's a both. It's a both. <laughs> yeah, he's the, he did both. He, 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 he brought it to new highs and, and then helped he took it crash. It. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then they couldn't recover. Um, it's really telling considering that 1997's main event was Piper Hogan and 1998 was Goldberg Page. They could have gone with Hogan Warrior and legitimately that was a draw people were wanting to see even though they knew it would be a train wreck. They still went with the other one and it's kind of crazy to think that. Like Hogan actually let it not be the main event is weird. Um but he had better to have fought one. I'm oh, sorry. He had to have fought it too. I mean, oh, probably, yeah. yeah. Or he knew. You know what? No, here. I know why though. He, I he think was... he compromised because he was going to get his win back on Warrior. That's well. That's all he yeah. cared about. They, yeah. they literally only brought him in so that Hogan could beat him. That's yeah. it. They yeah. didn't care. They didn't care about the rating. Nothing. Yeah. They Hogan made it happen so he could beat him oh, because yeah, no. that's they the were one guy. Off of WrestleMania six, like they were talking about that. Like yeah. nothing else had happened. It was Talk that they were Hogan, talking about. What um, what cancer? And probably he he said, okay, I won't be the main event. Let's fucking go along and screw over the guys in the main event. Like it, right? We, I have no proof of that, but would you any of you doubt that? I, no, I wouldn't. And especially because when they fucked up the end to Hogan and Warrior, where Hogan was gonna throw the um the fire, fire in his eyes, that never yeah. works. I've seen it work one fucking I've time, and that's when times. Kane did it to China. <laughs> that's no. like yeah. that's it. Uh, but when they fucked it up, uh, they, they clearly had to scramble and figure out a backup plan. But that it went like an extra fifteen fucking minutes. Like they were moving, like they were in a retirement home. Mm. It was so <laughs> bad. So yeah, I've given I, honestly. I just wanted to kind of compare these two. Like that's the end yeah. of the one era, the beginning of the other, which could have been their amazing renaissance. But like you said, Russo came in it's, later, it's and yeah, that. They had Goldberg and DDP, arguably like one of their highest points of WCW, where the wrestling finally matched the reaction from the crowds. And yet, one year later, it's over. Yeah. Yep. It's over. And within three years, within three years, they're gone. 
Well, it's Russo, but I think it's also they they just couldn't stop Hogan from do being it being the Hogan show because even though he wasn't the main event of this one, he I'm sure he continued to be the main event and do do like or be all over Nitro, yeah. and that was it. I mean, oh. then they brought in Russo and he basically Russo didn't kill WCW, he just finished it off. He he, he put it he laid it down and uh, and held its hand while it was dying in yeah. his arms. Yeah, and the numbers got so bad, AOL and everything didn't want any more part yeah. of it, and it was dumped. So, yeah, I mean, Goldberg DDP, obviously, it's, yeah. So, Lee, who's your official vote? Okay, so here's the thing. I feel like the fan who ran in uh, for the, the Piper-Hogan match is kind of symbolic of all of us. Uh, <laughs> when, he went, when, when Hogan was stomping the poor kid's head in, that that was kind of that was kind of representative of the way WCW was treating the fans at that point, uh, and it's it was just you know way things were going for the company. So uh, kind of kind of a fun little uh, bit of uh, symbolic uh, thematic stuff going on there. But of course Goldberg DDP <laughs> has to go on. I mean, come on. And yeah, and you know, you know what's funny about it is back in the day, I don't. Did people even? I know I was. We were all younger, but did people really pay attention? Like, did people say, you know what, Hogan's always in the main event. He's always got to be on top. He's always doing this. He's, he's just fucking it all up. I feel like that wasn't the case back in the day. Um. Oh yeah, it was one hundred percent. Was it? It was. Okay. Well, I yeah. guess in I was my online circles, at the time. Not, I was. Okay. I. This is what we're talking ninety seven, ninety eight time frame. Sure. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 Not, yeah. I was in my late teens. Yeah. So I remember this shit, and this... it absolutely was. It okay. was an ongoing thing, and the internet wasn't even that prevalent back then, but that shit was all over the internet. It's like, I fuck was... Christ, this creative control bullshit. Maybe it's because I was younger, but I was eating it up. I was still, like, I, I didn't see it that way. I didn't see, oh, man, oh. Hogan's holding everybody down. Hogan's oh, always got to be on but, top. But most of the audience didn't know it. You you were a smart mark if you knew about the shit. Like, that's not a false statement. Yeah. Um, the general audience now is so much more educated for that kind of stuff. The casual audience ate that shit up. They had 87 weeks in a row. Like, all that stuff is true. It's, yeah. yeah so. All right. But Hogan you're, was you're, doing that shit. Bishop's book talks about it. Yeah, so. you're, you're still only a couple years removed from, like, the very last couple territories dying. So there are still plenty of fucking marks out there in the general audience. Oh, and this, what was this, 97? Yeah. The pipe Yeah, the Montreal Screwjob. Yeah, that was brought, brought wrestling to the internet. So, well, there you go. All right, coming up. Uh, well, first of all, Goldberg DDP advances four votes to zero over Piper and Hogan. Um, <laughs> so in the finals, we got 1989, the first ever Halloween Havoc main event: Ric Flair and Sting versus the Great Muda and Terry Funk in a Thunderdome match against 1998 Goldberg DDP. Um. Lee, how about you start it off here for a final match? Okay. Um, yeah, think about this for a sec. I really like the work <laughs> in both these matches. If you see what he's doing in the spreadsheet right now, you just put four next to Goldberg and DDP. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a fucking piece of shit, Bomber. Um... No, this honestly, is to NWA. He might actually like this one better. Yeah, honestly, I have more like personal enjoyment and investment in the feuds that were going on with Flair, Sting, Muda, and Funk. Um, I 
I mean, if, if if you look at the, like, 10 minutes or whatever fucking Goldberg and DDP had, that was a perfectly ex- executed and a worked match, and it didn't have anything screwy going on compared to the other one. But, um, eh, I have to give it to the Thunder uh, Dome match, actually. What? Yeah, I, oh I like it a little bit. I find it a little bit more entertaining. I like the guys in it a little bit more. And it's something I would rather go back and watch over and over again compared to Goldberg DDP. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, I, sorry, I'm not. A, I'm just not a big Goldberg fan. Uh, I absolutely love that we still found a way for Bomber to get shocked. Yeah, I am I mean, shocked I, like I, a no, motherfucker I, no, right now. Right. He's the NWA guy, and it's a pinnacle NWA. Why oh. are you that shocked? Oh my <laughs> god! Keep your tradition. <laughs> I understand. I I disagree, but I understand. I no, I'm, I'm, and I mean, I, I mean, I, I will, I will fully admit that uh, if you just look at the work rate of both matches and put them up against each other, the f- the first one has faults. It it does have faults. It has a shitty gimmick that they had to fight around, and uh, so there there are some there are some flaws in that one. Whereas you can argue that Goldberg versus DDP is a perfectly executed ten minute match. Um, I just I like the performers and the performances a little bit better from the first one. Uh, I like the work in that one a little bit better, and that's where it has to go. Okay. Uh, so first of all, I will agree the performers probably have the edge. Obviously, yes, those guys are better performers than Goldberg and DDP. Yes, gotcha. But got. Uh, by the way, I'm going next in case you guys didn't get that. Um, <laughs> Uh, but holy <laughs> fuck. Uh, yeah. Y- you guys say, oh, well, he's always going to be surprised. Who the fuck is not surprised to hear DDP and Goldberg not getting the vote over the Thunderdome match? Now, me. maybe I just said why. I know you said why, but <laughs> I knew why he might the, the people like, listening, the people listening, no fucking the shock that I'm feeling right now, but this, your shock right now is you. At the I top swear of to the God, cell. you motherfuckers turn this no. to a coin toss. You're, There's going to be a goddamn at, war. You're at the top <laughs> of the cell and you're going to jump. This is your hubris <laughs> is Shane McMahon jumping off. There's no way you're not going to land. Of course he gets a move. He Man, could move. <laughs> I, I know I, I always envision things being different, but I yep, fucking do. Yeah. I would I have it. assumed it'd be a Luger versus Simmons come out of that fucking side of the brackets over this match. The no, match. I, I, I love the I, people. I thought this would be four and oh. I really did too, but no, the Luger and Simmons fun. match to me was a more exciting, more entertaining match than the other one. How but, did we, how did this what? happen again? How did we end with Bomber bitching and complaining about our picks? <laughs> oh, no, I about every, it's like fucking no, clock. I, I didn't. Wait, I you know what? You I know thought know this what? was going to be. said something and I acted on it. No, I'm like, I you know what? Point. I wasn't. I didn't say a word when it happened. I, I didn't. I was okay until you I went, saw what? this match. Well, I no, I no, no, no. When it when we were earlier in the brackets, when we get to the finals and I see this get a vote over Goldberg DDP, then something's got to be said. No, that's just not like in the air. That's Hardy's Rock and Roll Express. That's no, I'm not a sore loser. I'm just. Then why do you why are you bothering to say anything? Your your shit lost. So there you go. <laughs> and I I, I accepted that. I accepted that. I just. Because you're still talking about it. <laughs> I just wanted to bring that up. God damn. Okay, <laughs> sorry. What we we've derailed you for so, normal as always. I apologize. It's okay. Somewhat. I understand. I understand. But um, <clears throat> okay. Yes, <laughs> Lee kind of said it perfectly. The other match was flawed. Yes, it was. It had several flaws in it. Um, the Goldberg match 
I there were no flaws. There were no flaws in that match. It was a perfectly worked match. The inter, inter, in, in my opinion, the entertainment, the excitement was off the charts compared to the Thunderdome match. Um, everybody was invested in it. Meanwhile, the Ric Flair sting. Every, every, yes, those guys were better workers. Those guys were better performers, better wrestlers. I get that. I agree with that part. But man, they just walked around, climbed around a cage, and nothing really happened in that match. I thought it was going to be great, and it was a dud. Goldberg DDP, the match was fucking great, just as good as I remember seeing it before. Um, and if not better, after watching all these, it probably <laughs> feels better after watching all these shits. But yes, obviously my pick is going to Goldberg DDP. Um, so we're at 1-1 one, one apiece here. Scott, what are you going with here? Um, Goldberg DDP. Like you said, I'm not picking the NWA match. Like I said, it's not my style. I understand it is Lee's style, and Goldberg DDP isn't his style. He might not like that era of things quite as much as the rest of us did. That's why I'm not surprised by the pick. It's just happened like its competition was dog shit up until this point. I knew there was a chance here. Mm -hmm. Um, the, The two matches I said in my first part for Goldberg DDP, it's pretty well a perfect 10 minute match. And the saying about the better performers, I agree with that to an extent in that their performances might not have been as good because you put Goldberg and DDP in that environment to go and they're as good as you can get. I don't think the other guys would have been as good in that same position simply because they're better at the more longer form and drawing the story through and going all out. That's better. And Goldberg and DDP might have been good there. I'd like to have known, but... They're perfect in ten minutes. I so think DDP could have done it. I think you're right. I mean, we saw him with some other ones, and he absolutely did. But I, I'm just saying, for the sake of it here, um, these guys are ex- excel and are perfect in that position. Um, the other guys, there were flaws in it. Like I said, flawed versus not flawed. It's just my style is more the Goldberg DDP type, where it just is breakneck balls to the wall, goes all out. To be fair, the Thunderdome kinda was too because of the tag match kind of format how there was always something happening this wasn't always something necessarily good (laughs) it was kind of weird and awkward at times so yeah goldberg ddp all the way which honestly i gotta think when most people were thinking about us doing this tournament we're probably thinking oh that one probably yeah Yeah, it probably (laughs) definitely jumps out because it's a great fucking match all right right, matt time time uh, for matt to make it a coin flip don't you dare i i want to pick the tag match so fucking (laughs) bad right now i you i don't think you understand how tempted i am (laughs) to make this coin flip be my Sami Zayn right now and pull me off that table no no bullshit just do do your for real what was your opinion on what was the best in the business what was the best halloween havoc main event I mean, Goldberg and DDP was a little short. I, I... <laughs> Tony, just give your real feelings on it. Shut up. I... I'm getting scared. Yes, it's Goldberg DDP. Yay. I can't. If if it had been if it had been like anything else going against it, I would have said fuck my morals and I would have done the tag. But again, Goldberg DDP, it, it's like I said, probably the best WCW match ever. It's impossible for me to to bullshit around that one. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anything else on that on this match for you? Or are you good? So no. I mean, overall, yeah. this is this yeah. was yep, it was good. <laughs> um. So yeah, guys, that was Halloween Havoc main events. We watched all of them, all twelve of them. 
I I enjoyed myself watching them. Um, obviously, it helped that some of them were super short, the shitty ones. So uh, well, I, I, I even enjoyed watching, like, just for nostalgic reasons, like watching the the shitty longer ones, like the Hogan and Giant and Hogan and Savage and stuff. Just just to go back and take a trip because I haven't seen those things in so long. And, and everybody listening, whatever, I've, I suggest going back and watching these matches. It didn't take me very long. I flew right through them, so... If you if you're like, bored, it took like half a day <laughs> for me, like on and off oh. watching them. Like some well, of these are like half hour with all the the build up and well, shit. For some, people. like you say, it's fun to go back and watch nostalgically. If it's a thirty minute bore fest, that's not fun nostalgia for me. Well, maybe um, not for I you, just but knew the nineteen ninety eight was coming. The Flair and Sting, Sid Luger, Sting Vader. Like I'm like, oh, these in- these early ones are going to be interesting. I haven't seen these. These look interesting. And then Hogan Flair, cool. Okay, Hogan Giant. Oh no, I gotta wait. I gotta get to Goldberg. Goldberg, come on. There's Goldberg. And then six minutes for the last two. Well, for the WCW like that. That's how fans. it went for me. It was kind of weird, but yeah. But uh, for the WCW fans, maybe they'll like to go take a trip back down memory lane. But uh, anyway, why would you nostalgically look at shit? Uh, I mean, I was a fan back then. I enjoyed. So was I, but I hated the Hogan main events. I, I, I did not. I mean, that was, that's the difference. I mean, I, I enjoyed that shit back in the day. When, okay, that's right. when, when, uh, but you even called them shit. That's what I don't understand. Now, watching them, yes, I see what they are now. When I was younger, oh, okay. when Macho Man like walked out and then his uh, his Macho truck came out, I was going nuts. Like, that shit, I watch it now, and I'm like, oh, my, that's fucking stupid as shit. But when I watched it oh, then, okay. I was like, oh, my God, all oh, this is a giant monster truck with a hat on it. Oh, my God. But, well, that's still a cool visual. It won't, won't lie, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that but, was pretty cool. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. Any last words before we get out of here? Because, uh, I don't know. I had fun. I did mine already. I'm good. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just happy that I made you a little nervous in the last pick. Though. Yeah. I would have been <laughs> fucking furious. I would have been yeah. furious. <laughs> and even, and by the way, those out there, I have nothing against NWA style or whatever you want to say. I, I enjoy that stuff as well. And I just, I just, that match just let me down. You know what? I probably am so sour in that match because I had such high hopes when I saw who was in it, and it was a Thunderdome match or something. And when I watched it, I was just super let down. That's probably why I'm so hard on that match. What were you expecting? A cage of death? No, no, definitely not. Nothing near that good. Because, uh, no. That good, yeah. No, but to be fair, 1989 Funk and Flair... Yeah, bloodbath absolutely but, is I within mean, the realm of expectation, hundred percent. So. No, it was just I, I, I could see it being let down. I don't for that. want to get on it, but yeah, it was just <laughs> it just nothing. It just didn't do it for me. That's all. But I think you just hate me. No, I, I this that had nothing to do with you. I when you said it, I was just shocked. But anyway, I'm your Daniel Bryan. No, no, oh! there's no Daniel Bryan. There's no none of that. Uh, but. All right, guys, I think we're out of here. We're going to do some more later. We haven't even talked about our next one yet, but you'll see it when you see it. But before we get out of here, guys, you need to check us out at jobberradio.com. Check us out on YouTube. Just search Jobber Radio. You're going to find all our stuff. And then you need to go to iTunes. Again, type in Jobber Radio. We're going to pop right up. Subscribe. Give us a review. We would love a good, solid, strong review from you guys. That would be awesome. Sorry, whatever I just did. Never again. Uh, But thanks a lot. We'll see you guys on the next video. And take care of yourself.